Okay. Good evening. Today we're going to learn part two from the class we learned last week. She was Wednesday last week. I sent out. I sent out the email. I sent out the email. Because I was out of town, so I gave the shear on Wednesday instead of Thursday. So, yeah. So we had part one, and uh, now I'm doing a little summer here. <laughs> Whoever's here wasn't here last week. Whoever's here now wasn't here last week. So I have to start teaching this mimer in the middle. Uh, so a brief summary. Uh, last week is Parshas Tazriah. We were learning about the Indian of Tsaras, of, of a nega of Tsaras. And um, we know, and, and it says that um, when the Torah introduces the idea of Tsaras, it, it uses the term Adam. Adam, a man. And we know that from the four names that the human, if an Adam, a man, is going to have in the flesh of his skin, Nega Tsaras. And now usually when the Torah speaks about a person, it uses the term Ish, and, or Isha. But over here it's using the term Adam. And the question was, why does the Torah refer to this human being as an Adam? Especially since we're talking about someone who sinned. So why do we refer to him as Adam? Adam is the highest level of human possible. There are four, four names to a person, Adam, Enosh, Gever, and Ish. And Adam is the highest. So why would you refer to someone who's getting a tzaras with Adam? So we brought the Medrash, in which the Medrash says that um, that uh, the word Adam stands for Odam, or blood. And what that is coming to say is that if a person is the way he, that generally a person has half water, half blood. The uh, what is the right word for it? Uh, not the constitute. The, there's a word like that. The uh, the makeup. Um, the makeup of the of of the person is a mixture of water and blood. And as long as the water and blood are balanced, then the person is Adam, he's a healthy human being. If the blood becomes in, increases over the water, then you have Odam, and then the person gets a nega. So the nega comes from an imbalance where the blood becomes more. And that's why the Torah uses the term Adam. So the Tzemach Tzedek goes on, that's what the, Mid, the Midrash says. So the Tzemach Tzedek goes on to explain that the significance of this is that the nega is implying a imbalance, some kind of an imbalance in the spiritual dynamics of this human being, which will, re, which ultimately causes some kind of a physical, a physical imbalance as well. Um, but the imbalance can only be in someone who is initially balanced. Someone who is not initially balanced, because he has nothing to balance, can't have an imbalance. Okay, a singular something that is singular, you can't say they're off balance because they're singular entity. There's only one thing to it. Something that's a mixture of two things, you can say, well, it's a little bit too much over here, a little bit too much to this, too much like this, right? So that's so. Therefore, the Torah talks about Adam because Adam represents the human being who includes everything inside of him, and that's the uniqueness of Adam. Adam is the, the, the person who has everything included inside, and that's much higher than Ish. Um, when God made Adam, he created Adam from water and fire. He 
He created Adam from the upper and the lower. And the Midrash says that everything that there is in the world, there is in the human being. The human being is like a small microcosm of all of creation and all of existence. And that's what makes the human stand out from all other creatures and all other beings. Every creature and every being is an individual entity that has only one power, one particular thing. Even the word ish. Now even though that implies to, every, to all humans that human is a combination of everything. But particularly, there are certain souls that they are neshamas that include everything more than other neshamas. Because within this general idea that humans are inclusive and they have everything inside of them, within that we have to differentiate between some peoples whose souls are more individual and some people whose souls are very inclusive. So Adam Arishon is a neshama that's inclusive of all of existence. But not everybody's that way. Ish, for instance, when someone is on the level of Ish, then they have Ish. Their main power is fire. But they don't include everything. Now he says, not, that, that doesn't, that's not a small thing. That can be a very, very, very high level. Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to Moshe Ish Elohim. Noach is called Ish. Moshe is called Ish. So we have really great people that are called Ish. Yet, it's not the level of Adam. So Adam is like the special tzaddik who, whose neshama includes everything. And on that special tzaddik, since he has everything in him, it's possible that he can go off balance because he's, he has everything in him. And therefore, when the blood gets more than the thing, then you have a problem with the nega. So that's why the Torah starts with Adam. That's what we learned. Okay. So in order to explain this better, he said, let's get a better understanding in the idea of Adam. And he says that Adam is called Adam primarily as a result of the main quality that makes a person be called Adam is... Oh, by the way, so he, he, he adds another thing. We know Adam, this idea that Adam is inclusive of everything is we also find in the gematria of Adam. First of all, wait, first of all, in the, in, it's two things. It's in the name Adam. Because Adam comes from the word Adam el I'm compared to the one above. The one that's compared. Hashem is all-inclusive. Includes everything, because He creates everything. Since everything, he, he creates everything, everything comes from Him, which means that He includes within Himself the possibility for everything. Everything. Everything possible, it's all included in God. So if the Adam is called Adam, which is Adam el Elyon, I'm compared to the one above, so the Adam has to have this all-inclusiveness in him. The other thing about Adam that represents the all-inclusiveness is Adam is, the gematria of Adam is 45. Aleph, Dalet, Mem, 45. And we know that the power of 45 is the power of the energy in the world of Atsilus, the world of emanation, in which we know that what, 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 is the, what is the uniqueness of the world of Atsilas is that it is a perfectly synchronized, unified world. Um, that's, that's, that's the power of the world of Tikkun. As opposed to the world of Tayu, which we've studied about so many times, which the world of Tayu is a world of chaos because the powers of those worlds 
are fragmented, are disconnected, are opposing each other, and not synchronized. There's no synergy in the world of Toyo. So every, each, every power claimed it wants to be king, it wants to rule, and it didn't have any ability to be able to harmonize and to integrate with another power. Odom is the power in Atsilus, which is the name of Ma, and where all the spheros unify and join together. So this is all reasons why the name Adam, which is referring to this particular type of neshama, why he's called Adam. And we're saying it's so, it has this great quality that it is all-inclusive and that it is... that he is an all-inclusive neshama and that he is compared... and that he is compared to the one above... All of this is associated with Adam being called Adam. So to understand this better, we learned last week, um, the, re- the main power of Adam is when it says when God created Adam, it says, Vayiya Adam, and the person was, Lenefesh Chaya, to a living being. And, and the, the Targum says an interesting thing. The Targum Unculus and the Targum Yonasan. These are two Targums, two translators. When they translate the human soul, they say these words, L'ruach memalala, to a speaking spirit. Which means the uniqueness of the human being, in which the human being corresponds to the world of Atsilos. See, the four different types of life that there are in the world is, is, um, is the inanimate, which is, and then there is Tzomeach, plant, vegetation, then there is chai, animal, and there is human. These four levels correspond to four worlds. The inanimate animate corresponds to olam asiya, the, the physical material world. The vegetable corresponds to the world of the angels, tzomeach. And then the chai is a higher world. The animals associated more with a world of higher angels, olam abriya, or neshamos. Okay? And then above that is the olam atzilos, the world of atzilos. And that's the human. So human corresponds to Atsilos. And in Atsilos, again, what did we say earlier? The quality of Atsilos is harmony, unification. All the spheros operate in one configuration. Sphiros Omer, that's what we're trying to do. During this time, we're trying to make ourselves into a mensch. We're trying to make ourselves from an animal into a human. And in order to make yourself from an animal into a human, it's about the ability to be able to integrate chesed of, of gevura, gevura of chesed, teferis of netzach, netzach of chesed, to be able to find balance, to be not be an extreme in all aspects, but to balance ourselves out. So that's Adam relating to Atzilus, okay? Now, the, when the Targum translates the human, it refers to the human being as ruach memalala, a speaking spirit. So now we have to pay attention to two things. Number one, Spirit, ruach. Now, ruach, besides meaning spirit, also means wind. And we know there are five, four types, in addition to the four species of life inanimate, vegetable, animal, human there is also four elements fire, wind, earth, and water, which they all correspond to each other. So if, which corresponds to the four worlds, which corresponds to the four letters of God's name. Everything all, all lines up. So if we're saying the human being who's called Adam, who's all-inclusive, 
relates to the world of Atzilus, the highest world, and he's called Ruach, you have to say that wind, Ruach, wind corresponds to Atzilus. To Atzilus and to the human. So how will that work? So let's see. Afar, earth, is related to the domain, the inanimate. Inanimate is just made up mainly of earth. And it corresponds to the world of Asiya, physical world. Now, the um, Mayim water, water causes growth. What does a vegetation need more than anything else? They need sunlight, but they need water, a lot of water. So water is crucial. So water is associated with the category of life called Tzomeach, which is Olam HaYetzirah, the world of Yetzirah. Next, um, Esh, fire, is related to animal. Because animals are... are, are Malachim, angels, are called animals. The, the, the face of a lion, the face of the ox, Chayos HaKodesh. And we know what are the Malachim primarily made out of? Fire. Mishors of Esh Loet. His attendants are blazing fire. So they're, 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 they're many, and the Malachim, we spoke about them on Monday class, they're called Srafim because they're burning up for God. So they're fiery beings. So Esh represents uh, the world of Bria. Ruach, wind. So Ruach is higher. And where does Ruach reach? Into the world of Atzilus. So we need to understand what is the quality of Ruach. And that's what we're going to be learning about. What is the quality of Ruach that is so high and that Ruach is related to that power that unifies opposites. It's the, it's the all-inclusive thing. So we're going to see soon. Now, we said another thing that it mentions when it says the human being was created. It refers to him as Ruach Memalala, a speaking spirit. We also know that when we speak about the four types of life, we say domain, inanimate, someach, vegetation, chai, living being, and finally, the human being. We don't call him the intelligent one. We don't call him, you know, bal sechel, the intelligent one. We call him the speaker. The human being is unique because he speaks. Medaber. Why is that? Because animals also have an intelligence. Some degree of an intelligence. But the human, but one thing animals don't have is the ability of speech. They can make sounds, but to be able to talk with letters, with osios, with letters, they don't have that. It's as if it doesn't exist in their soul, these 22 forms of letters in which we communicate. These are the building blocks of all communication. Human beings were gifted with the power of otiot. Osios are letters. And these letters are embedded in our soul, and that's what makes the human. Oh, so we have to say that the power of speech is not coming from the water in our soul. It's not coming from the fire in our soul. It's coming from the ruach. And ruach, for whatever, and we know, when we speak, we speak what's the main power in speech is wind. We're giving off breath. Ruach when we're speaking. The ruach normal. So we need to understand what is that quality of Adam, all-inclusive, Related to speech. Now the truth is, speech is the power in which we can communicate and therefore bring harmony and unification. When you have extreme parties and they don't see eye to eye, they have complete different ideas, so what should you do? How do you sit down and talk? 
When you talk, you communicate. You can fight through speech, but hopefully, talking and talking and talking, you'll hash it out. You'll figure out how you can compromise, how you can work things out. You can make deals, wheeling and dealing, and that's how. So all this idea that we said that the human being is the only one who lives in a world of this harmony, this, this peaceful state, the ability to be able to inc- be inclusive, to, to bridge bridges, to unify, is through the power of speech, through the power of ruach. Okay? So we need to understand, however, how that is. So he went into a little discussion of this that it says, that the quality of the human being over animal is nothing. We say it in Davani. Shlomo Melech seems to be making a very cynical statement in which he says, what is already the quality of man? I am nothing. So simply it means nothing. What is quality? However, the Hasidic interpreter, he asks, how can you say that? A human being is way above the animal. What's the idea that it's nothing? So he says, no, no, no. And the, most of, the quality of the human over the animal is ayin, Ayin doesn't mean nothing. Is the power of chachma, wisdom. And with the power of chachma, it says, Va'achachma me'ayin timatze. Chachma comes from ayin. So the power of the human being over the animal is this ayin, this nothingness. This pre, the human being relates to that which is beyond definition. That's why it's called ayin, nothingness. And, and, and then Shlomo Melech continues and he says, Ki hakol hevel. Because everything is vain. Hevel. So he asked, but okay, I can get away with ayin and say that ayin doesn't mean nothing. Ayin means the real infinite power that can't be defined by any definitions. But how can we say ki hakol havel? Everything is hevel. Hevel seems to be that what? It's, it's foolish, nothing. Hevel, havel, havel. So he says, no, 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 no. Hevel could be a very high level. How do you see hevel can be a very high level? And he brings that in Mefarshim, it says in uh, Medrash that when, when Shlomo Melech said Havel Havalim, everything is Havel, he was referring to Shabbos. Shabbos is called Havel. Shabbos Kodesh, the holy day. More than that, the Medrash says that the entire Torah that we have today is Havel. What? Compared to the Torah that Mashiach is going to reveal. The Torah that Mashiach has revealed it makes the Torah that we have today called Hevel. So what is that? So he explains that the whole energy of Chachma, which is the source of all the Esosferot and all the atri- and all the life force and all the wisdom of the Torah that we have today at least, it's all only coming from one hair. We learned. The hairs of Keser, the hair of Keser, that's the channel where Chachma divine attribute of Chachma, which is the source of all the Sefirot, is nursing, getting its, 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 its hanging on this, and that's why it's called Hevel, because it's that, that's nothing. Compared to the essence of the Ein Sof, it's really nothing. When Mashiach will come, we're going to experience, it's going to open up for us the real innermost of Chachma, not the, what is coming from a hair. Chachma stima. The, the, the hidden Chachma in Keser, which is in Sof, compared to our Chachma. And that's why Shabbos is also called Hevel, because Shabbos is the light of Chachma. And Chachma compared to Keser and to the uh, it's Hevel. It's considered nothing. But 
Now going back to the human being, if we say that the human's superiority over the animal is hevel, it doesn't mean nothing. It's the same hevel that Shabbos can mean, and the same hevel that the Torah is. It's all referring to the levels of chachma, where chachma is right, very high and very great. However, fine. This was all. This was this was just a parathetical idea that he brought from last week. I should have not really have um, um, brought this up. Even that was just a par- body. But where we did leave off last week, and this is where we're going to pick up now, is we need to still understand why is speech in the human being so high? What's the power of speech that we say that is the greatness? Think about it. We say umosar adam What is the mosar? What is the quality of man over animal? Hevel. Hevel means breath. Hevel is... Oh, because, the, because the, the quality of man over animal is the power to speech. With the power of speech is the power of ruach. So the, the, Shlomo Melech is not coming to say, eh, humans are the same like an animal. You might as well go act like an animal. He's saying is, think about it. The quality that you have over animal is Hevel, which is the power of ruach. Oh, and that's your quality because you can speak. So, but let's understand what makes the power of speech so great. We would think that it's the power of intellect that is so great. What's the power of Hevel, the power of Dibur, that it relates to this ayin, to this nothingness. So what does that mean? So he says, we have to analyze speech and the power of speech. And today we're going to find phenomenal concepts, phenomenal ideas about the power of speech and the power of prayer, which the main power of prayer is that we're using our power of speech. It's not the, see what we used to thinking that the content of the prayer is the more powerful part. What's going to come out of tonight's class is not the content, it's not the feelings. Feelings are very important in prayer and intense, but even more important is actually the letters, the holy letters. Because the holy letters are so powerful because they, they these letters themselves, just the osios, because osios have a, a unique, unique, unique Indian to them. What's the idea? Is that when, when, we, when we think about where does speech come to a human being he, he explains that speech even though we know it, it seems to originate in your mouth in your jaws in your five powers of speech that's only where it emanates from but that's not where it's really created the letters of speech are rooted very deep in the soul where and we know the soul is many many a soul, the neshama can be looked at like layered, a layered being like an onion. Outer and inner. So the outer layers of the soul is, let's say, thought, speech, and action. Thought is a little more inner. Speech is a little more to the outside. And action is very much to the outside. The power to act, the power to speak, the power to think. These are, but these are all powers of expression. Deeper than that is emotion, feeling. Feeling is not expression, it's how I feel, not how I express myself, how I feel deeply. Deeper than emotion is intelligence. So at which point really do, does, does the letters originate? So you'll say, wait, letters are originate in thought and in speech. No. Because when you experience an emotion, you're also, you can, when you're experiencing, let's say, uh, uh, an emotion of love, the, the energy of the love is love, but included, in order for you to be conscious of that love, it has letters. You're, you're talking. You're, sometimes when a person is very emotional or very intensely into emotion, they, they won't even be aware that they're talking. They're talking to themselves and they look like a lunatic. Right? Because they're talking. Because the emotion comes along with letters. So you can't say that the letters begin in the thought, speech, and action. 
They're going deeper. They're already in your emotions. A, but they're even deeper than that because in intellect, there's also letters. You're, you're, when you're conceiving an idea, it's also coming through words. And even, even, even goes further and he says, even the chachma, even the first flash, the epiphany, the first flash, the, even there there are letters. You don't sense it so much. So where do the letters begin? So he says the letters begin in the pre-intellect, in the sub-sub-subconscious, super-conscious levels of the neshama, even be prior to the intellect. Where are they? They're in the essence of the soul. The essence of the soul is filled with letters. 22 letters. The power of, of, of letters. God took these 22 letters that are, with which he created the world, which also emanate very deeply from him, and he implanted that into the essence of the neshama at the very inner core of the soul. And, but, where does, but you don't sense them there. You don't, on that subconscious level, you don't see the letters. They're first, they get noticed when they emerge as our intellect emerges, they serve the intellect. They serve the emotions. They are the vehicles in which the intellect makes, becomes, is communicated, it's through these letters. They become garments to the intellect. They become garments to the emotions, eventually. But hold it, they're, they're higher than the intellect. They're higher than the emotions because they precede them in a deeper place in the soul. Yet they're serving them. And the answer is, that's the way it is. Sometimes something higher from a higher level becomes the garment for a lower level. And that's a concept in Kabbalah. The chitzoni yisa'elion, the external of the higher level, nasa lovush becomes the garment for the lower level. So even though these letters are so deep and higher than the intellect, they become the, the communicators of the intellect. So that when you have an idea, so the concept itself is not a letter. The concept is a, is a seichel, it's an, it's, it's, it's an idea. But you will only be able to understand it and see it only as you crunch it through crunching the words. You have to crunch the words in your mind. But the words are really preceding the, 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 the concept. And when the concept has to emerge in your brain, it goes into the dressing room and it gets itself a suit, it gets itself words, and it emerges. And that's why he says sometimes you have an interesting thing. And every person is different because you can have... Because you might argue and say, no, how do you know that the letters are before the intellect? Maybe the letters are part of the intellect. Maybe the letters are essential to the intellect. It's not like the intelligence is taking the letters from somewhere deeper. But maybe the intellect itself is letters. He says, I have a proof to prove that it's not that way. Because sometimes you have the same concept said by three people and everybody says it with different words. If the idea is the letters that everybody should be using, then the words come with the letters. So the, it's essential. It has to be said with these words because this is the essential to the idea. And it's not like it's, it's any different. You might say it's slightly different, the idea. No, it's the exact same concept. Some, he, he brings from ta- Talmudic study. Sometimes Rashi and Tosvos say the exact same thing. What is this Rashi? He says Rashi, he says Ramban and Rajba and the Ram, the, they all, the Tosvos, they say the exact same thing. Each one with their own letters. Different words. Why? Because the intellect is not the words. The, the words come from a higher place. 
This is the idea. And by Rashi, and by one sage, it received from he, the the garments it got to express itself were one were one set of letters, and by the other one, it was the same concept because it's the same idea. They're both perceiving, but with a different set of letters. But the oh, so now we are already getting respect. These letters, the power of speech is higher than the power of intelligence. Very, very deep in the soul. And it's related to the power of ruach. Ruach. So what is that? Oh, so now by the way, he says, the word ruach also can be called sometimes avir. Aleph vav yud resh. Avir. Which is the same idea of ruach. Avir means ear. Avir means ear. Like breathing ear, oxygen, ear. When you take the word avir, you get the word or yud. The light of the yud. Yud is chachma. That, that's the intellect. That's the concept. Or yud means the energy of the intellect. That means ruach is in a place higher than the yud. It's the or yud. It's surrounding the yud. And that's where the letters come from. It's coming from some kind of a power makif that's makif that surrounds, that encompasses even the first power of your soul, which is the chachma, which is the yud. This is from the or yud, the energy of the yud. And that's where the letters come from. That's where speech comes from. It's like the crown. It's like the crown of the Yud. But even higher than the crown. The Yud is the crown on the Yud. Even higher, something surrounding the Yud. The light of the Yud surrounding the Yud. And that's where the power of speech comes from. But let's understand that idea a little better. So, um, we were holding... Um, I'm going to start again on page Tov Kuf Yotes. I'm actually going to read over Lahavim Betoisfis beer because... We really learned already this piece, and we're holding a beer Indian, but I'm just for the for the sake of, of the flow. So you take a look on the second page of your mimer. Ulahavin betoisviz beer after the line, the second page, page tafkuf yutes. I gave you a copy, so turn over the first one on the second page. It seems like the mimer comes to an end, but it's one discourse; it doesn't come to an end. So I'm beginning right after the words Ulahavin Betoisviz Beer to understand with added explanation. Inyan Haruach, the idea of Ruach. Shahagam, even though she Yesoida Ruach Ulamatam Yesoida Eish, even though the element of wind is lower than fire, because we know we know when God piles up the four elements, when God piles up the four elements, there is earth on the bottom. Above the earth is water. The water is above the earth. And that's why really, the, if the things would be naturally, the entire earth would be swallowed by the ocean. It's God has to make a special instruction that the water should go to one place and the earth should be seen. Because earth is heavier, so it goes lower. Water should go around it. Above the water is wind. This is the way the Rambam sees it. There are four spheres. Look over here. Four spheres. Here is earth. Around it is a circle of water. Around it is a circle of air. And around it is a circle of fire. 
not, not um, visible fire, but the gas or whatever it is that's the power of fire is higher than wind. If that comes, if that's the case, then fire is the highest because it's the lightest of them all and it's above. But he's going to prove that it's not that way because even though fire is higher than wind, the wind really has a root higher than the fire. Same like we said before that the intellect is higher than the letters because the intellect uses the letters. The letters are serving the intellect, but really the letters are higher than the intellect that it is serving. Okay? The garments are higher than the, the thing that it is garbing. Okay? So even though Yesoy the Ruach Ulamatam Yesoy the Esh is lower than the element of fire, Shutachas Kaugala Yerach, which is under the orbit of the moon, as Maimonides states in the laws of the foundations of the Torah in the third chapter, the root of wind is higher than the element of fire. Even though it's lower, it's really higher. It sources higher. Like we said earlier in that Maimon, what is the idea? The Hina is going to explain something really fascinating. Mayim ve'esh hem chenas chesed gevura. We know that water and fire are kindness and severity. Kindness, water is compared to kindness. Fire is compared to severity. Chesed gevura, water and fire. Okay? That doesn't mean much. Ruach hu pchenas kavam tzoi, pchenas teferes. Now let's take a look. Everybody knows the Kabbalah triangle. Everybody knows the Kabbalah triangle. Chesed, Gevura, Teferis. So Teferis is lower. Fire, wind, I'm sorry. A water, fire, wind. Ruach is Teferis. It's in the middle, Teferis. Oh, Teferis is lower than Chesed and Gevura. But we know that the root of Teferis is higher than Chesed and Gevura. Why? The fact that it's able to harmonize and unify two opposite forces must be because it's rooted somewhere higher in which it can include everything. As we know, for instance, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Yaakov is lower than Avram and Yitzchak, but his source is much higher than them. And that's why he was able to unify the two. That's what we're going to see. Um, Ruach is in the center. It's the power of Teferis. We see She'esh. We see an interesting idea. We see that fire, and so to order, are dependent on air. Fire and water are both dependent on air. Which is the air. Give an example. Water cannot be water without, without air. If you'll fill a cup with water, if you'll fill the cup with water of a yistamu esakeli, and then you're going to close the cup really well. Okay, if I close it, I get all, all air out, like this, airtight. And then I'm going to make a hole on the bottom. The water will not go out because it's closed. We all know that with a straw. Fill a straw, put your finger on the top, it's not going anywhere. Why? Even though the essential character of water is to flow down, that's its essential. That's chesed. Chesed means it flows down. Yet without the wind, without allowing air to get to it, it will not be water. So you see, the water is dependent on, 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 on the wind. And fire is also dependent on, on air and oxygen. Choke the fire, take away the oxygen from fire, and fire doesn't burn. 
it will, will go out. That's why in the laws of Shabbos, he explains, if you have a fire burning, you're not allowed to take a cup and put it on top, even if you're not touching the fire, because by closing off the, the, the ear from getting to the fire, you're choking the fire, and the fire will go out. And on Shabbos, you're not allowed to extinguish a fire. So you're not allowed to do that. So you see that fire is dependent on wind. For the fire to be fire, which means to have its nature of burning upward. For water to have its nature of going downward, it's dependent on wind. But the wind doesn't need not the fire and not the water. Wind is independent. So they need it, but it doesn't need them. So the Aish and the, right? The chain, uh, take a look. You're going to close it up really well. And afterwards, we're going to make a whole bekeli in the barza that the water should go out through the faucet. If you're not going to open up the stopper that's on top of the keli, the water will not go. And the reason for the matter is they shall loyesh avir because there is no wind in the in the chavias uh, in the uh, container, and that's why the water isn't going anywhere. When imtza comes out, kia avir that the wind ma'akiv teva amayim is holds back the nature of the water. Which, which generally its character is to go down from a high place to a low place. it only operates if it has ear around it. But if you hold back the air from them, they don't go, it's not that they don't spread, you know, without ear straight. They don't even go down, which is its essential character. So you see that their nature is dependent. In ear, that's around them. It's as if, it's as if the wind, the ear, causes in the water its nature. It's that it, it gives the water its nature of going down. Without it, the water is like helpless. In order, to, in order to establish the truth of something, science isn't enough. When Torah says so, you know it's true. So there's a Torah law. If I take this cup and I need a tov and I want to dip it in a mikvah, and I, and I hold the cup like this and I go like this and I put it down and I pull it out, it's not a tefillah. Why? Because the water did not come inside. Because when I went like this, but if I dip it this way, then the waters go in. So you see that since the ear, since I'm blocking the ear, it's causing the water not to touch. So you see from there that ear is dependent on that. Because water doesn't go in. Because when you are toiling it through its mouth, there's no ear. And when there's no ear, and without ear, the water doesn't go into it. That the effect of water is dependent on the ear. Fire, the same thing. Fire is also dependent on ear. If we have ear around fire, the fire burns well. Like a, a candle. When it has a rounded ear, it burns well. When it doesn't have a rounded ear, it doesn't burn. When we said we did earlier, you're not allowed to cover a fire 
on Shabbos with a, with a cup or a bowl or any kind of utensil because you're choking it off on the fire. Because when you hold back the ear from the light of the flame, the flame will go out. So you're causing the flame to go out. Again, you see, interesting. In both cases, by fire and water, he's not sufficing by just telling you the nature, the science. In each place, he brings a halacha and Torah that says it. Why? Because by Atzadik and by the Rabbeim, the Torah was more of a proof than what they see with their own eyes. So if I say, well, my, my eyes might be deceiving me. But if the Torah says so, our law, then you're not allowed to do it on Shabbos because you're putting out the fire. Oh, now I know that it really puts out the fire. See? And he does it both on the water and on the ish. That according to the Torah, without ear, it's, it's nothing. And then he brings a scientific proof to it as well. But that's not such a big deal. And the same is also in a cellar. Sheshama avir gas, over there, if you go to a cellar very deep and you make a fire, it doesn't burn well because there isn't, there isn't good oxygen. Uh, doesn't burn well. Venimtza comes out. Fire and water both need ear. But the water, the wind does not need them. It will stand without them. We also see another thing we also see. That ear is more spiritual than fire and water. How do we see that? It's more, it's more refined. Why? Water you can feel. You can touch the water. When, I, when my finger is going to hit the water, I'll feel. I'm feeling that I'm touching something. It's not as hard like I'm touching this, like I'm touching a solid, touching a liquid. It's, but still, I will feel it. But if I'm touching fire, besides the heat, I don't feel so in fire, I won't feel anything. I'll feel the burn, but I won't feel the actual substance of the fire as something. But, even though I can't touch it, my eyes can see it. The fire is noticeable. Ear, I can't touch, and I can't see it as well. Because it's so, it's so refined that, the, that none of my physical senses can sense it. Unless you're blowing the ear strong. But plain like this, the ear is not felt and not seen. If you're touching it, it's not felt. But you can sense it by seeing it. But the ear, because it's so refined, it's not sensed. Not with touching. Also, the ability to see it doesn't take hold of it. So we need to understand something. Didn't we say before that when you pile the four up together, there's first earth, then there is water, then there is wind, then there is fire. So fire, wind is below the fire. So how come now we're saying that wind is higher? So why is it more, more um, spiritual kind of, not physical? And also, why is fire and water dependent on it? Canal. You have to say that even though ruach is below the fire, its root it's much higher than fire. because ear, besides being called ruach, is also called avir, and avir stands for or yud. It's the light of the Yud. 
It's the light of the Yud. Pirish Yud, what's the Yud? The, ch- the Yud is the first flash of an idea. It's Chachma. Chachma is the first epiphany. Shalom, which, is, which that itself is higher than understanding. Bina is understanding. The Hay is understanding. Chachma is still a flash. Yet, so that's the first beginning of human intelligence. The highest power, the power of innovation. It's like, the, yet, the wind, the air is higher than that, and that's where speech comes from. Speech comes from the power, the letters of speech come from the power of the wind that's above the flash. It's that first lightning, which is the power of the, of the, of the innovation of the mind, that's giving you a, a powerful from your super conscious. You're getting this new idea that's now that's now shooting forth to illuminate to your mind. And even though in this flash there is letters, there is some letters, you don't feel them. But when do you feel? When do you re- see in the first? I said this earlier. In the first initial flash, you don't feel letters. Where do you feel the letters? When it comes to the next stage, into the bina, is where the left side of the brain, where you're really thinking in words. Then you sense the letters. Over there. The letters that are coming from the Avir, from the Oryud, or Bchenasayud, Ba Gilu Ibchenasayud, Bibchenasasagavavana. That's when the Yud, Yud is the flash. When the flash, when you're a, when you when you reveal it completely in your bina, that's when the osios, the letters that are really from above, are suddenly sensed. through the garment of the letters of thought. Shamal bishem, they enclose as b'chinas avrakas haseichel this flash. Lavai lebchinas gilu yachachma for it to come to the revealed part of chach. But let's understand why it is this way. We'll be your inyan and to understand the explanation. Masha haruach. Why is it that the this is where actually we were holding from last week? This is where we were starting. Masha haruach imku lamata miyasoy de eish, even though it's lower than the fire. Mekol makom shor shaylamai lamabchinas haeish. But yet, it's still higher than fire. We will find, we find by Yaakov. Yaakov is the only one who refers to God and says, Nora, how awesome, how frightening. He uses the word Nora. Avram, we don't find him referring to God as Nora. Yitzchak, we don't find referring to God as Nora. Yaakov refers to God as Nora. And now what's interesting, in Davening we say, HaGadol, HaGibor, Vahanora. And we know Godol is Avram. Because we say, Alekei Avram, Alekei Yitzchak, Alekei Yaakov. Hakel, HaGadol is the right side, Avram. HaGibor, the left side, Yitzchak. Vahanora, Nora is Yaakov. Now the reason why Avram didn't say Nora, because the level that he was channeling, the level that he was connecting, is not Nora. Nora means it's, you're frightened from it. It's like too scary. It's whoa above. Yaakov is the only one plugged into Nora. Why? Again, because Teferes goes right up to the Kesser, to the crown. 
the power of to harmonize, which is the power of speech, rises up in the super soul itself, higher than all expressions and all revelations of the Nishama. When we say in the Nusach, in the liturgy of the of the of the prayer of Shmona Esrei, Hagod, though the great one, Agibor, the strong one, Vahanoira. Shu Keneged Gimalov, that compared to the, this corresponds to the three levels. Hagodol Keneged Avra. Godol is correspondent to Avra. Hagibor Midasapachad. Gibor is the element of dread, the Yitzchak. Vahanoira and Nora, whom Midasa shall Yaakov. And Nora is the level of Yaakov. He says, how awesome is this place? Like it says, like it says by in Prietzchaim. He's giving you a whole list, a whole shopping list over here. Obviously, if you look up all these places, we're discussing the idea of Nora. We have to ask, Why is Nora connected to the attribute of Yaakov? We would think it should be more related to Yitzchak, because Yitzchak is fear. So the word Nora is how fearful. From the, it's close to the word Mora. Mora means to be scared. So Nora is that. So why is Yaakov? We would think Yitzchak is more noir. The lachari yoyse shayach lemidas apachad the Yitzchak, the dread of Yitzchak. Shakroivim beinyan mora or nora and gevura and and yira is connected. Ella rather, Ella rather. One more page. Ella rather. We're holding right over here. Lefi she Yaakov ha yaham because Yaakov was the mediator. He was the one who came to bridge Avram and Yitzchak. Two distinct, extreme, different ways of serving God. And he came to synthesize and to harmonize these two powers, between Avram and Yitzchak. We find that Yaakov refers to both. When he's referring to Hashem, he refers to God being the God of his grandfather Avram and his father Yitzchak and his God. So he's harmonizing. He's he relates to both the God of his father and the God of his grandfather. He doesn't say, nah, my grandfather, he, you know, he had his own way, but that's not really you know, the way to serve God. My father. Or the opposite. My father was off. My grandfather was. He realized that even though they were totally diametrically opposed, these are two different paths, but there is a way in the middle that's able to integrate both of them together. Like it says, if not for the God of my father Avram, upachad Yitzchak and the dread of Yitzchak, Hoyali was to me. That means the God of Avram and Yitzchak were to me, meaning he absorbs them both. Shayikol will he include me beizab chinas yachad from both these two levels together? And he's the mediator between them. And we know that in order for two opposing forces to come together, you need to have someone who transcends them both, that they both are awed by, that they're able to, that they're able to both harmonize together. Today in America you have a horrible split. A t- complete, they're, basically we're at war, even if we're not physically at war. There's two parties that can't look eye to eye. 
And when one has a president, everything swings one way. Today they go the other way. Today we were appealing Obamacare. Yesterday we were... And, and instead of figuring out a way to be able to work in a way that is kind of, that people can agree on on both sides, everything in the last couple of years is everybody's got a little majority and they're pushing agendas that are completely on one side over the other side. Why? You're lacking a person to come in over there who is so charismatic and so powerful and so strong that is able to bring both parties together that everybody should be nullified to a third element that includes them both, that can take both the considerations in. To be able to come with something so inclusive that is able to hear and absorb the, 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 the concerns and the ideas of both extremes and both sides and figure out something that includes, that is, that is, that is, that is serving the interests of everybody. But for that you need a very out of the box, very, very high type of a mind to be able to do that. And we don't have a leader like that. So we keep on swinging from one end to the other end. Extreme this way, extreme that way, without that ability to be able to move into the center. The noy that is known, that these two opposites, chesed and gavura, chesed and gavura, shehem negdi, and they're opposites, they contradict each other. Ella al only, sheyare ruach mimara a spirit from above has to come down, that is so powerful that everybody nullifies their opinion compared to this. Like, wow. Mishnei abchinois, the chesed of something that is above kindness and above severity. And this bitl enables them both to integrate one with each other. Like it says, there's a pasuk that says, Hamshel upachad imoi. Governorship and dread is with him. Oseh shalom bimromav. He makes peace above. How does God make peace above? Because dread is with him. Governorship and dread. What does that mean? God too has ministering angels, Republicans and Democrats, in his, in his, in his cabinet. Michael is one type, and Gavriel is a completely different type. And these two would clash with each other. This one is fire and this one is water. But because they're sub. They're, they're, they lose themselves in front of Hashem Himself who comes down and reveals Himself and then they become completely nullified to something greater than both of their opinions and ideas. And somehow in that, when, when they melt and nullify themselves, and they, and they, then they can weld together to act in harmony. As it says, He makes peace above. Bein Michael and Gavriel. So the Medrash says is talking about Michael and Gavriel. Shehem Chesed the Gavura, which Michael is Chesed and 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 Gavriel. And the word Gavriel, it's Gavura. You hear in the word Gavriel. Shehem Chesed the Gavura. These are Chesed the Gavura as they're representing already in the creations. Michael is a very gentle angel, and Gavriel is a very firm angel. Chesed and Gavura. That's why we know that Michal is the minister of water, because water is the flow of kindness. The Gavriel Sar Gavriel is in charge of a fire. Now we see the water and fire, they're, they're at war with each other. You can't put them together. But but we know that when God wanted them to act together by the by the plague of the of the hail, they were together. Because when God's presence was there, 
fire was nullified to God's will, and, and water was nullified to God. And somehow they came together. One on his own, put out the other. So we'll also understand in their source. Shasar Shalmayim, that the minister of water, the Sar Shalaish, and the minister of fire, Hemafechem, they're opposites. Vinagdi Amamish, and direct diametrically opposed to each other. When they are stunned, when God stuns them with His, with His lot, with, with Him, with Himself, with His power that's above them both, then each one is. Humbled to the point that he can sit with the other one. That's why the Pasuk says, this idea that God scares them kind of, he knocks their socks off of Michal and Gabriel, and they're like, whoa. And then they, that's why the Pasuk says, how does God make Ose Shalom? How does God make peace? There's an introduction. The rulership and the dread, is he dreads them. He brings his power... And through that, Nasa Shalom, there is peace. And there is an attachment amongst them. This is, this is on a lower level, because Michal and Gavriel are angels. But higher than that is Avram and Yitzchak, because Avram and Yitzchak are already representing divine powers. But over here too, there is a godly power of kindness, there's a godly power of severity. There are two 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 emotions, so to speak, within God Himself that can be clashing with each other. Sometimes a person doesn't have peace, even within themselves, of two opposing forces. One day I have extreme feelings of this, and the other day I'm completely swung on the other side, and the person is lacking. That's being bipolar. It's like this or like that. And there's lacking a balance that can harmonize these two, these two opposite forces. In the Shamas of Atzilus, they were the chariot, the Atzilus of Atzilus. Avram was a chariot for the attribute of kindness. He's going to explain now how Avram was an attribute, was a conduit, a, a chariot for kindness. Not just human kindness, but godly kindness. As it says, in Paradise, in the name of Sefer Habor, which is a book written by Reb Nechunya ben Akon, I think. Omra said, the attribute of kindness said to God, I am unemployed. You hear this? The attribute of kindness, yeah, in the back there, with Chalant. The attribute of kindness, that's kindness and severity together, Chalant and coffee. In any case, the attribute, but you have to go to the kitchen. The attribute of kindness said to God, since Avram Avinu is here in this world, I'm out of a job. I have nothing to do, because whenever I want to come take care of a problem, Avram is already there before me. As long as Avram is in the land, I don't have to do anything, because he's taking care. Avram is standing in my place. He, means he, he took my post. My responsibility that I'm responsible, he took over. He told, basically like Hashem, you can relax, I'm taking care already of the kindness. That idea, the attribute of kindness, Avram stood in for God. 
He did the work of Midas Achesed. That's why it says in the book of Orches Sadikim, which is a Musar book, and it's interesting, Hasidus quotes the Orches Sadikim from all the, from all, every time the only quote of Orches Sadikim I see in Hasidus is this quote. It's a big book, it's a lot of stuff in there, but they only quote this quote. It says, as far as I know, Shayyid Zion, Hushara Nadivis, there's a special portal called the portal of, of graciousness and giving. So there were there, Sha'avram Ayanadiv, that Avram was a philanthropist, he was a giver, Bakol and everything. Sha'ayanadiv, he was, he, was, he, was, he was noble in giving, Bain Benafshai, meaning with matters of his soul, spirit, spiritual matters. That means he was giving spiritually. He gave, what does that mean? He gave of his time to help people and teach people. Bain Begufai, physically, he toiled and he labored to make, to, do, to help people. Like we find that even after his circumcision, he was so weak, he was hurting himself to run after the guest and to prepare a meal for them, to take care of them. Bain Begufai. He spent a fortune helping people. He gave all his money away to help people. So he was a giver in, some people give, but in one aspect. Avram was an all-inclusive giver in all aspects. Spiritual matters, physical matters, and financial matters. In all aspects. Because he was saturated. He was, an, he was a Merkav. He was a chariot. He was a vehicle for God's attribute of kindness. And Yitzchak was a chariot to the attribute of Gevura. The attribute of Pachat. But they have of faith and the two opposites. So when Avram was Rebbe in his generation, there was one level, one type of conduct. When Yitzhak became Rebbe, it was like a whole different story. Everybody had to change course. It was the, the energy of the world was completely different. The Yaakov, however, and Yaakov was a, 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 a chariot to the attribute of Teferes. And what does and what does Teferes do? Shateferes hu oisa shalom. Teferis is what makes peace. Bein chesed and gavura, between chesed and gavura, umechabram yachad, and it unifies them together. And because Yaakov is the attacher, the unifier, therefore, that's why in him resides the true transcendental infinite light. Because we said before, it's only that infinite power of God that can shock the extreme forces out of their extre- out of that out of out of their um, ex- extremity and their ability to to uh, it, it it can shock them out of their radicalness and the ability for them to be able to harmonize with each other. That's why in Yaakov was the revelation of Nora. Nora means the awesome one, which is referring to Keter, the crown, the infinite. The Zohar says, Nora is Yaakov. And what does it say about Yaakov? That's why, because he's integrating both, Yaakov is Tam. He's a wholesome person. Tam means he's complete. Because complete, completion is in harmony, not in the extremes. People that are extremists in either way, they might have. They might be an extreme in something good, but they're not a wholesome human being. 
wholesome human being needs the balance and the balance of the middle. A complete person. Shalim Bikula, he was complete in everything. He attaches kindness and severity. He attaches all the ten sefirot. And this is why Yaakov was Ishtam. He was complete. When you bring a carbon, it has to be Tomim. Tomim means complete, without a blemish. Yaakov is the one who is complete. He attaches kindness and severity. Just like he attached the extremes of this way, of kind of right and left, he also connected up and down. That's what we know. It says by 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 uh, the Torah. It says that there are in the Mishkan there were various different bars, but the bars are only went partially the up, and then there's one bar that held together the, the walls of the Mishkan. It's called Vabriach Hatichon and the center bar. So Yaakov is recalled the Briach Hatichon. He's the center bar. He his neshama reaches all the way to the infinite, infinite, endless, most transcendental aspects of the Ein Sof, but yet he brings it all the way down, 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 and attaches it to the world. That's why Yaakov is from the highest to the lowest. In the words over here, in Kabbalistic terminology it means, V'chein, um, as it says over here, V'chein, V'chein chiber ma'ilo mata. He attaches the up and the below. Tahainu, atik. Atik is the innermost of the crown. It's called atik, that which is completely removed from any definition. Vizeir anpen and the small face. That's already God, as he's already miniaturizing himself to the creation. Yaakov is connecting atik yomen, that which is completely away from the creation, with the power of God that's emanating into the creation. So that's the idea that he's connecting high and low. He's connecting extremes of right and left and high and low. Like we also know, right after we say Hagodol, Hagibor, Vahanoro, which is Teferes, what's the next words we say? Kel Elyon, the God on high. Because only Vahanora reaches up to Kel Elyon, to God's Elyon. Elyon means higher and higher and higher. Shebchinas noira magia reaches lebchinas keil elyon to God as He is above everything. Shalamayla mehishtal. The word elyon comes from the word al. Al means above. Above what? Above everything. Above the entire progressive order. The center bar mavriach minakatzalakatzer runs from one end to the other end. Alpchenas Yaakov, it's referring to Yaakov. Shehoye Ishtam, he was a complete man. Yoshev. And that's also the meaning of Yoshev Aholim. He sat in the tents. The tents of Avram and the tents of Yitzchak. He unifies all the tents. Oel, I mean again. Shechiber Lahai Sitra, he connected one end, Ulahai Sitra and the other end. Hainu Chesed de Gvura. That's Chesed and Gavura. Yaakov is the, the connector. From one end to the other end, high and low. This is the idea that we say, that Teferes rise, 
rises all the way up to the crown. Just like it goes up to the crown. It also attaches chesed chesed and kindness. And what's the quality of teferis? Because it's our harmonizer. Was the Merkava, the chariot, to the middle path? Once we know that, now we'll understand the quality, the power of speech. Because the whole Mimer was talking about the power of speech. Speech is associated with Ruach. And Ruach, Chesed is Mayim, is water. Gavura is fire. And wind is Ruach. And Ruach is Teferis. So it is lower, but at the same time, it goes up all the way to the high. And that's why we said earlier, where do letters come from? Letters come from the infinite power of the soul before it's defined in any particular, in any of its particular expressions. It's higher than all the spherot of the soul. It's a power that serves all the, the power of speech, it serves all the powers of your soul. It serves the intellect, it serves the emotions. Every experience we experience is through words, through letters, but the letters themselves emanate much deeper. We'll understand the quality of the letters. They are the Ruach. Where do they come from? Or Yud, Avir. From the Or Yud, which is in the middle. Because water and fire and base Kavim. These are the two, the two lines, the two flows. Chachma Chesed Netzach. You know, Chachma is the intellectual on the right side. Beneath that, on the right, is chesed, the emotional element on the right. And finally, netzach is like the leg on the right side. On the left side, bina, gavura, hod. It's on the left side. But then there's the middle. Miyamin, beiz, bina, gavura, hod, small on the left. Ilchein, we said earlier, animals relate where they're to the level of fire. Fire is animals. Uh, vegetation is water. Five, the four elements correspond to the four species of life. So, uh, fire, um, um, animals that are rooted in fire. We said that compared to Adam, compared to the human being, animals are, com- are, are, are compared like the world of Bria compared to the world of Atzilus. The human is way above. Why? Because it has this transcendental power that goes up higher than any particular power. As we said earlier, the inanimate, the vegetation, the animal, relate to the three lower worlds, the human being who can speak. He relates to the world of Atsilas. The human said this will be understood. Now it says in Tikkun Ezoyar, Eima ilah makana nebekursayi. Now which sphera resides in these three worlds? So we know like this. Malchus is the main power in Olam Asiya, in the physical world. The Ze'er Anpin, the six emotions, dominate the world of Yetzirah, the world of formation, the world of angels. Olam Abriya is dominated by Bina. And Atzilus is Chachma, the Yud. Yud K Vav K, four letters. So Amy Law, the supernal mother, Makanan Bekursayo, Haina Oilam Abriya. That's compared to the word, yeah. Veruach, 
Chenas Avir and Ruach Hagam Shu Lamata Meish, even though it's lower than fire. Mekol Mokram, nevertheless, Mepmeya Yosei Bekavim Tzoi, since it's in the middle, Shuhu Keser Das Teferes Yesod. So you see, the middle goes up into Keser. Keser Das Chachma Bina Das. Das is in the middle. So Keser Das Teferes Yesod. That's the middle. So you see, the middle goes all the way up into the ketter, into the crown. Sheshar shalamayla ma'esh, it's higher than the fire. Elachain avir, that's why avir, or yud, the light of the yud. The yud is only the extreme. This is the light preceding the yud. That's on the right side. Elachain, but this is, this is in the middle. Elachain omru bazar, that's why it says in the Zohar Bagdama. It says an interesting thing. That letters are crowns. That's what it says in the Zohar. Pchenes kisrin ilande the supernal crowns. What do the letters have to do with crowns? The answer is, in which part of your soul do the letters come from? They come from the superconscious part of your soul. You don't even know that place. That's where they come from. And when we speak words of prayer, we're activating, we're pushing the buttons of God's crown of the Ein Sof. And that is the reason he's going to explain now, whenever there is anything in this world that needs to be changed, fundamentally changed, if God, based on His decree of how He sees the way things ought to be run in the world, God sees things to be run in a certain way, this is the way God sees it. God's intelligence. He sees that this is the best way to run things. Yet we pray and we change Him, get Him to change His mind. Why? Because through prayer, we reach higher than God's mind. We reach into the pre-intellect. We reach into the God's desire. And when you know when someone wants to, when someone has a change of heart and they desire something else, then automatically they can change their rational logic as well. See, logic is not always fixed. You can see things like this, you can see things like that. A lot of it has to do with the way you want to see it. People want to see things one way, they see it one way, and they have all the, have all the logic. People who want to see things all the way. So when God sees things one way, even God, it's because so He wants to see it. But we have to change not the logic, we have to change the desire in him. How do you change the desire? Desire associated with Keter, with the crown. To get up to change the crown, we need to use our power of speech. Words, holy words of prayer, the letters. Because letters emanate in the crown level. Obviously, the letters emanate in our, in our crown. But our crown ultimately relates to God's crown. As we are, emanate, we are derivatives of him. Um, that's what the Mimer is going to explain the power of prayer soon. He brings from the Zohar. When the Kof descended, it's talking about when God wanted to create the world and all the letters were coming in front of God and saying, create the world with me. So the Aleph came before God, the base. So it says, when the Kof came down from the crown, I knew and the reason is, the root of letters because they come from Ruach, and Ruach is the middle, Teferes, and that goes all the way up into the crown. It's higher than the intellect. And this is what we said earlier, what is the advantage of man over animal? What's the, that, he's a, that he speaks. What does the Pasuk say? It's all ear. That's the power. The quality that man has over animal is that man is rooted 
in the ayin that's before Chachma. Chachma is already fixed. It's water. It's identified. Fire. Things that are identified. Only the power of speech is rooted in the nothingness of the soul. When we say nothingness, we mean something that cannot be find expression and definition in anything. It's the ayin of keser. Even though the human being below is rooted in the, in the person that's on the throne. So how can we say we're rooted in the ayin and the nothingness in keser? We're actually rooted in the man, the Adam, that's on the throne, and that Adam, which is the Zeranpin. And that's the Zeranpin. But, yeah, but the Zeranpin, which is mainly Teferis, Teferis is the middle. Where does he go up to? Where does, the, where does he. Teferis derives its energy from Keser. From there, Nimshacha Yisroin, from there comes the quality. That a person has over an animal. And that's why we find, I'm just thinking right now, that people who have the power to speak, let's say big leaders in the world, who were the most dominant leaders in the world, were those who had the power of speech. And they were able to, you can have very brilliant people that did not have the power of speech, and they did not make much impact. But it was people who had the, the ability, when they, they spoke, and their power of speech was for good or for bad. But the most powerful thing in the human people is the power to speak. There's something there that captures the infinite. Something there that captures the transcendental. Something that captures the ain't self. Only in the speech and not in anything else. That's the nothingness. That's where Chachma comes from. That's the power of speech. Which is coming from the level of Medaber. Oh! You see the word, now he's adding another thing. The word Medaber, hold on. The word Medaber is also the word Midbar. What does Midbar mean? A desert. A desert is a place of a wasteland. You see, Keser is called a wasteland. Why is it called a wasteland? Because it's still pre-civilization. Nothing, can, nothing grows there, but it's just empty, vast emptiness. But everything is possible there. Because it's still pre-everything. So the medaber, the power of speech, is rooted in your keser, in the crown. That's the midbar of you. Right? God is speaking, it's coming from the midbar. Look at that power. The letters of speech on the one hand are very are just letters. They're domain, the inanimate. But they're rooted in the midbar keser, which is keser. We're holding over here. Page tov kuf chaf aleph. Page Tov Kuf Chav Aleph. That's three, three pages into the Mimer. Val Pize Yuvon. The last paragraph. Val Pize Yuvon, based on this, we'll understand something unbelievably wondrous. In Yana Mimer, the idea of the Mimer, it says, Mitat, the angel Mitatron. Okay? 
the angel metatron koishik sarim he ties crowns lekoinoi to his maker mitfilai seim shol yisrael the prayers of the Jewish people there is an angel that takes the prayers and he makes them into little birthday hats on God's head right he puts these crowns on Hashem's head from our prayers yeah whatever yeah. He's asking what kind of business is this? How is it possible that from our prayers the angel Mitatron makes crowns on God's head? What does it mean that our crown, our spread? From the letters of, of prayer of a person. How does this come to become a crown? We also need to understand. What Bechlali says, I'm asking, he's questioning the whole idea of davening. Shubakosh says, Tzorachov, it's a time that you're asking for your needs. Kamoy kol, la yud beiz brachis am tzoyis. He says, no, he's asking, he's asking, what's the connection? I'm, I'm standing here for God, and I'm asking God to please help me because I need to pay my bill. I'm, I'm, they, they're warning me that they're going to shut down the gas, and I'm pleading, Hashem, please. Give me parnas, I need to pay the gas. I need to pay the rent. I need to do this. I need to do that. It's a personal request. Why in the world would God take that and put it as a crown on his head? So it's a ridiculous crown. It's one thing, you know, come to a king and he fulfills, he signs the paper. Fine. He's making crowns on his head from what? From this that you're saying that, you know, you have an ingrown toenail and you need a refuah shalema? So why does God need a crown from that? That's the question. Heal me. And give me a, a, a blessing for Parnas. They are the requests of the needs of man. have to send out this chief big Malach Metat. And he's tying crowns. The whole idea of fulfilling God answering a request of a person is the idea of a crown. Because why in the world would God change anything in the world? Everything in the world, like there's the famous story of the tzaddikim who had an argument about how they would run the world if they were God. So one tzaddik was saying that if he would be God, that he would do so and so and so and so, and make that uh, all the wicked people would be whatever, and all the good people would be so and so. And then uh, when they were children, they had this argument. And he said all the things that he would do and improve the world if he was God. And the other one said what he would do. And then it was the Alter Rebbe, I think, when he was a kid. He said, and I would do exactly, I would have the world exactly as it is right now. I wouldn't change anything. He said, what do you mean wouldn't change? He said, if I was God, then I would understand why it has to be like this. <laughs> if you're God, then you see that this is, the, this is the most perfect thing it can be. I, God forbid, are people who have chas v'shalom, these sicknesses and illnesses and this one, that. So we don't understand, but that's the way the world needs to be in order for it to be perfect as God, who's the master mind, who mastered this whole thing. For everything to fit exactly, it has to fit like this. Now you're coming and you're saying, Hashem, I don't like the fact that I have an ingrown toenail. You have to move it. But God says, what do you mean? If I move your ingrown toenail and if I heal it, as I remove this infection, I'm going to be causing a complete total disorder in the cosmos. I'm going to cause an entire imbalance in all of existence because every single thing is matching and fitting and including to the scheme of things the way God sees it, you have to be in pain right now. That's part of the process right now. If it could be... If it could have been a different way, then it would have been different. Who's the one running the world? Hashem is running the world. So if I'm feeling a squeeze in the bank, or if I'm having this, that's because based on God's wisdom, based on how things need to run, this is the way it has to be. 
So why should he answer me? Why should I, why should I change? How should I? The answer is, I have to create within God a new idea that God should see things differently. But, but God's logic is telling him to see it this way. The answer is, we said earlier, before, right before you walked in, people's logic is dependent on what they want. Logic, there's no such a thing as unbiased logic. Every logic has some kind of a... The way you want to see it, that's how you see it. You want to see it. If you're a positive person, you're going to find that you're going to, you're going to, your logic is going to push you to see merit in everybody and in everything. So when we're praying, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to get to God to change his ratzon. And when we're getting him to change his ratzon, automatically his logic is going to change. His chachm is going to change. And he can say, you know what? Things have to be so and so exactly because I'm, you know what? I'm sure I can make it work exactly, but shift it a little bit and it will still work. I'll move things around that it should accommodate. But I need to create new desire. For that, I need to make a crown, because crown is desire, is ruts. So you have to read. So the deeper meaning of making crowns for the Abish to me is being ma'orer nu ratzon. Yehi ratzon, that's what prayer is. That's what he's going to explain over here. Between blessing and prayer. She'in yin the idea of a blessing. What's it that, he's going to explain the power of, of prayer. Prayer means to create a new thing that's not in the source. She'in yin abracha, the idea of bracha is, thank you, she'yimshach, blessing, we spoke about this many times, you're not, in a blessing, you're not, you're not creating anything new. In a blessing, what you're doing only is you're opening up the channels. If the channels are clogged, if something got stuck, you're expediting a, a certain energy. People, let's say, were blessed, they got married, God has given them children. So for some reason, something has gotten stuck and the children are not coming down. The souls are kind of stuck in the, in the, in the, in the, in the chute where souls are coming down. Like, there's a narrowness and the souls are stuck there. So when you give a blessing, a tzaddik or a kohen or whatever it is, they can cause an opening, a widening of the, of the thing to cause the, the thing to come down. But it has to be in the source. If there's nothing in the source, they can't give a blessing. That's why you, a lot of times tzaddikim, you came to them and they didn't give a blessing. Where's your Avas Yisrael? Give it a bracha. The answer is when a tzaddik, someone comes before a tzaddik, in that moment the tzaddik is, zoops, he's, you know, he dials in into the person's soul and he checks what's in the account. If he sees that in the Shorish and the Shama, there is no, he can't give the blessing. So he doesn't give the blessing. You can, in a bracha, you're bringing down what's in the Shorish, you're bringing it down. Something that's in the source. She is gala lamata to reveal itself below. The lawyer's akiv should not be held back. That's why it says, Ish ashek kiberchasai berach oisam. It says, by Ephraim, by the, by, by the, after the Shvatim, he blessed them each according to their blessing. What does that mean? When he blessed them, he blessed each shavit, zvulin, according to zvulin's uh, uh, qualities. That they should be uh, merchants and uh, should be busy. They should be philanthropists. They should have. Uh, they should be wealthy. Uh, each one, Yisachar, he didn't have that inside of him to be to be wealthy. He had within him to be scholars. So he he activated the scholarly uh, powers that is in Yisachar, and he gave it to him, and so on to each shevet. Pidish kamoi sheyesh b'makayir v'sharshay. According to the reason, their sharesh birachoy sami blessed them. She is galet should be revealed. Cain so lamata below the loyis akiv it should not be held back anymore. That's what blessing prayer is when that's not in the source. When you don't have that in the source, 
So you don't have, if you don't have it in the source, what do you do? That's, that's a blessing. Prayer is when there's nothing in the source. And you want to evoke a completely, totally something new. doesn't even exist in potential. You're not feel about the idea of prayer. We should draw down the Shabbat. According to what you're asking. Even if in the source it's empty. There's nothing in the bank account. It's empty. There's nothing there. It's not just about drawing funds and you have a block. There's nothing there. Or even worse than that. Not only is there nothing there. It's the creed that should be the opposite. According to God's wisdom, it was decreed. The nigzar gzardin, it was decreed a chasvasholim a gzardin. Yachol al yadei So through prayer, you're able to shanoi sagzardin. You're able to change the decree. Ki in yenatfila because the idea of prayer. Hu pchenasi he rotzon. The idea of prayer is yehi rotzon. There should be a new rotzon. A new Ratzin should come down. Even though it has been decreed according to Chach. Because we know if there's death, it's because of sin. And there's no suffering without sin. So someone is suffering? Sin. Have to mean, you know, we don't know the calculations. A lot of times it has to do with previous incarnations and whatever it is, but it is. What are we asking? That even though there's all the justification, there should be so and so based on God's calculations, but nevertheless, you want to change it. You can change that it should be drawn to heal the sick and to bless the year, even if poverty has been decreed. You're calling for a new desire. And that's what the, the word Ratzon means. Take the word Ratzon, scramble the letters, rearrange them, you get the word Sinor. Sinor means a new pipe. You're taking, you're opening up a new pipe, a new channel. Ratzon, who I see is Sinor, Shayyum Shech Sinor, you want it, Sinor, Vam Shacha Chadasha, and a new Amshacha. Mil Ma'ilo Mina Chachma from above Chachma. And it has to be higher than Chachma, because according to God's Chachma, Chachma said there shouldn't be. To change that the one that is sick should be healed, and the year should be blessed. So we need to understand how is tefillah so powerful that it can create a new will? How can it create new will? And the answer is prayer is so powerful because we'll see now. The Indian who and that is it's two things. Prayer is powerful is because in prayer, the Indian of Tvila is you're, 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 giving some, you're giving God a certain thrill. You're getting God's, you're catching God's attention when you're praying. Because there is something about prayer that is unusual, unique, and exciting for God. And when he sees that, you capture his interest. And when you know with a king or someone, even if they made up their mind some way, if you're able to get an audience with them and you're able to capture their attention and somehow put them in a really good mood, you can change even what they, 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 they you know, they can change. Even if they made up their mind very firmly, it's about getting in. They say, no, you can get an appointment. Nah, and then they finally let you in and you're able to do something that catches his attention. You have his, you have his attention. You can, you can already change his entire will. 
So prayer has that, but it's been explained, but including in that is the words of prayer, just the letters themselves, because letters poke the will. So there's two, a combination of two things. Number one, bringing amusement to God. It's all about the amusement. amusement? Yes, amusement. Amusement, yeah. There's something that catches his attention that's exciting to him. And he's going to give an example, analogy to that. The Indian who, well, you know what the amusement is? The amusement is when something unexpected is taking place that amuses him because he didn't expect it to be. The Hinei, Shoresh Inyanatu. No, 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 unexpected. Because based on the way God created us, we are supposed to be coarse. Because we're created in a coarse world. When we, even though we're supposed to be coarse, experience some kind of a refinement, some kind of elevation, and instead of craving um, potato knishes, we're, we're, we're craving uh, 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 godliness, that's like, wow, that doesn't make any sense. Angels are supposed to be craving Hashem, pining for God's light. Human beings are supposed to be chasing after money and all kinds of other not such good stuff. The fact that a human being is, is, is clamoring for God, that, that's like wow. And that's like what they used to do when you wanted to capture a king's attention, you would bring some kind of an animal that would do like cute things, a monkey that would do like this. You would have an otter or a seal that would balance the bull on its nose. And that was like catch the king. The king would laugh and then he would listen to you. Or a parrot that can talk. A comedian, there you go. The root of prayer is You're sending up something It's called rising of feminine waters You're sending up a little something to God To give God a little A little, uh, a little um, Stimulate You're sending a stimulant Means the raising of feminine waters Of prayer Yumshach through this, sorry, not Shahu, Shal Yedei, through this Allah's man of prayer, Yumshach, you're going to capture Hamshach Asmad, you're going to cause God to pay attention to you, and He's going to channel down masculine waters, which means He's going to give you what you're looking for. Masculine waters means the, the Mashpia, He's the man, He's going to give what His wife is requesting. Okay? Meresh Kol Dargan, from the beginning of all levels, from which, what's called the beginning of all levels? From the Ratzon, from Ratzon. Ratzon, from Ratzon, Oisius Tzinor. You're going to create these new channels, these new pipes from Ratzon. The Indian Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and what is this stimulant that's happening in prayer? The Inexiv, it says, Lev Melachim Ein Cheker. The heart of kings are unfathomable. So if you're going to want to come to the king and start debating, uh, uh, you know, philosophy and stuff like that, it's very, very, very on this that you're going to catch his attention. You're going to try to impress him about telling him stories of heroism or talk to him about the great wealth. And uh, he has so much of this stuff. It's not, you're not going to enter into his world. Someone who deserves to be a king, he's in a higher world. You're not going to impress him with anything. You have to impress him with something silly, but something that's like unexpected. It might be a silly thing. As he's saying, in order for the king to pay attention to the needs of a simple person, and someone that is a lowly of beings, you got to bring the king something new, like a bird that talks, you bring him a parrot. Once he sees this interesting thing, 
to see this, this, this new thing. Obviously, obviously, we're talking about a king who's not living in, uh, new, uh, where is it, in, in Nuguina, or Guina, or whatever that place is, where it's full of parrots. Talking about a king who lived there in Poland, who never saw a parrot. You know, they brought him a parrot, whoa, right? So then, once he sees that, he's amused by it. So and once he's here, he's turning his attention to you, then you can already open up and talk about what you need. That he should hear the request of the person that is requesting. And even though, hold it. Why do you have to bring a parrot to talk? You can talk much better than the parrot. Open up your mouth, talk to the king. And the answer is, the fact that you as a human are talking, right? The fact that you as a human are talking is not interesting to the king. You know why it's not interesting to the king? Because that's expected that humans talk. And even though a human speaks far much better than a, than a bird, you can give a far more eloquent speech than the parrot could. And more than that, a parrot says stupidity. A human is going to speak intelligence. Who bidei of is going to speak uh, 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 intelligent words. The word that's coming from the bird. Is only what they taught him. The bird is only speaking what they taught him. You know, cracker, you know, I don't know what. But this that a person speaks, it's not a novelty. Because he's human, humans speak. And he has, an, he has an intellect, he has a soul. He has an intelligent soul. About a bird. That is from an animal world. He only has a vivifying soul. Doesn't have an animal. An animal doesn't have words, doesn't have letters. But when it speaks, this is a novelty. This is called, you've given feminine waters to the king. You've sent something into him, I said before, amusement. You've gave him something of, you sparked his curiosity. You caught his attention. Hamelech, that the heart of the king should turn. Hagam kilev mach malachem ein cheker. Even though the hearts of kings are unfathomable, meaning they're outside of your reach. Makoma kompoina lirois, he turns to see the var hachodosh, this newness, kiniskalia, like we said before. Valderech mashal ze yuvan be'inyanat filah. So this is similar to what prayer is. When we as human beings who are so physical and so earthy, inhabiting physical bodies, whose most occupation of most human beings, that their hearts, their passion, their fervor, their excitement, is to the material, physical things in this world. And when this physical, earthy human being is yearning for spirituality and for godly light, that's amusing to God. Because He didn't, so to speak, expect it. Of course, He created us for that purpose. But it's, it's unusual. And that's exciting. Shadavka tefillah Adam. Tafka, the prayer of man, Shalomata, that's below, Shemelubish beguf venefesh Bahamas. A human being is enclosed in a body and in an animal soul. Kishahu mispalel when a human davens. Ba'av of with love and fear, especially if he's emotionally into the prayer. Hareza davar chadash. It's something totally new. Shahagam shahamalachim oimdim berum oilam. Angels stand in the heights of the world. Talk about love, talk about fear, go listen to the angels. How they tremble in, in, in fear and their rapture. They rapture with love. 
Machna Michal, Kuf Peivav Elif Machnois. You have 186,000 groups, camps, that stand on the Ba'ava, that stand in love. The celestial choirs. The Gavriel and Machnois and Gavriel and his camps. Beira with fear. It doesn't impress God. Sharei klum. Why? Yeah, because as he says, Sharei klum They don't have an evil inclination. They don't have a phone clicking. They don't have WhatsApp sending him jokes in the middle of davening. They don't have this guy sending him, telling him this one and vibrating this one and picking this and his wife calling him and his grandmother is this and that. They don't have that. They don't have any of these things that should stop them. Or do they get hunger pangs in middle prayer? Are they that they need to eat and they need to drink and they're thinking about the kiddush already, right? physical food. and even malachim yeshlam gufim. Even though malachim also have bodies, yesodos from the two elements, they don't have bodies like we made out of four elements. Their bodies are made out only of wind and fire. like the Ramban says, and this is that idea I've seen in many memorim. That malachim are made up of two elements, fire and wind. But what I did not see in a mimer ever is the next line. That I never saw in all the mimerim that we've taught. I never saw this next line. When they are sent on a shlichus, nasim ruchos, they become wind, they become ruach. And when they're not doing a shlichus, then they become fire, because then they're burning up for God. Because when they're sent somewhere to do something, they become... Uh, agents on a shlichus the ruach, like it says, Nasim Shanemar Oisem Alochos, He makes his angels ruchos. Is when he sends them somewhere, they're ruach. But when they come back and they stand in front of his holy throne, Nasim Eish, they become fire. Shanemar Misharsov, as they are attending to him, Eish Loyet, they're burning fire. Kach what? Shade them is simply something else. I don't know what they made out of. Whatever they're there. Look at this. Don't tell the Satmar about this. Don't tell, don't tell the Satmar Hasidim about the next line. This is what the Tzioni says. Pashas Bereshis Davches Samad Beis. I never heard of the Tzioni. Tzioni is someone. So even the, so they do have bodies. So he says, eh, their bodies are completely submissive to the soul. It's totally unified. Zekamoy or Vikeli. Their bodies are, are their, their bodies are not a distraction. Their bodies are part of it's a vehicle. It's a it's a it's 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 a it's an expressor. The body is meant to fully it fully fully unified. Kamoy or Vikeli like light and vessel. Vaharayam the zainim is if how do you prove that? Because they don't have to eat physical food. Their food is their food is godly light. They're fed, they're nourished by, uh, by, by God's light, from a ray of His glory. Which isn't the case of a human being. A human being is enclosed in a body. Not only are we made up of physical material world, we keep on pumping the body with more physical stuff. And the more you pump them, because literally we're just every day we, every day we caress our body all over again, by bringing physical stuff are very low. But the more you put the pump the stuff in the body, the coarser it makes you. 
So every day, in order to survive, we keep on adding more. So now, but an amazing thing, and usually what happens is, when the more you eat, the more you do, the more, the less in tuned with God's purpose you are become. And here, a person eats, and he converts that energy of that material, physical, earthy, uh, uh, um, earthbound stuff, that coarsening type of material, and the person converts it into fuel, to fuel a godly fire in his soul, to love and to fear God. That's amusing, Tasha. That's unexpected. That's exciting. And if a person fails to eat for a period of time, his power becomes weakened. Until he can completely disintegrate if he doesn't eat for a few days. Not only do we need food, we also need sleep. That's another compliment to the human being. That after every few hours, he's out of commission completely. He lays like a dead carcass. It's so much so that when a person says, I make a nether that I will not sleep for three days, and it's impossible. If someone takes upon himself a vow that I will not sleep for three days, the bays then calls him, they beat him, they give him a lashing, and they make him sleep. Because you took upon yourself something that's impossible. Okay? So he needs for his life to these physical things. Not only that, that's physical. Now to add to that, God throws into the package a Yetzahara. That's going to like add to that. And then he has an evil inclination. That distracts him. That intentionally keeps him trying to like throw him off every time he goes on the path. And puts obstacles before him. And it keeps him stopping him. The im goes in despite all the cards start stacked, against, stacked against him. And all these obstacles. Mizgaber al Yitzray, the person prevails over his Yetzahara. Upoil Yeshua is benafshoi. And he affects salvation in his soul. Lechaven libay betfila. To direct his mind, his thought in prayer. This is very, very precious in the eyes of God. Why? Because this is something new. And how much more so? Now, it's new that the person was able to overcome all this. And even more than that, your actual words that the person is saying is made up. It's literally made up of Cheerios. And, 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 and other stuff. And that's like really amazing. These are the stuff that are going, he, tur- he converts these physical stuff into holy letters. The words that a person says in davening, it's created, your shachris today is from lunch yesterday. Your tuna sandwich yesterday became ashray today. It, it's pretty funny to God to watch that. How in the world does that happen? How does, you know, lox and cream cheese become, become a volatzion? It really, it took on a different form. Because you burn those calories into that. If he doesn't eat, his body will become weak. Until he can't speak at all. Venimtza comes out. That the prayer, the words that you say in davening, is from physical things. Shazel Dover Chadosh, it's new. 
but is a yokor ma'od that is very, very precious. And similar to that, you see also in the Beis Amigdash that what, what, what was the whole service in the temple? We took animals and we created spirituality out of them. This is also the same thing about sacrifices. They offered parim, oxen, ve'elim and rams, u'kvasim ha'gashmiim, and physical sheep. The fact that they are ascending upward into the spiritual worlds. Hudavar chadosh, it's news. Shahagashmi yis'ala, that physicality should be elevated. To be a korban and a pleasant smell to Hashem. Because physicality, when it rises, it's new. In the higher worlds, they don't have such a phenomenon. They don't have anything as amusing. So that's why they can't excite God like we could. For the reasons we said before. Now we don't have animals, to, so we do prayer. We're engaging our own animal that's inside of us. This is new. That the behemoth, the animal, should be elevated. And through this excitement, who is the king? We capture the heart of the king, the king of the world. That God on high takes it, turns his heart to the request, to the request of the simple person. So God should heal the sick, and God should bless the, the, the year, that there should be prosperity and all that. Okay. The F Shaloim are oid. Now, now the truth is. We can skip the next part, and the next two parts, and and what's it called again, and go on to explain the, the, the main part of the mimer. But it's very, very beautiful to continue exploring the power of prayer. In other words, the mimer will stand even with the, without the next piece. But he's going to add something very beautiful now over here. And he says that when we daven, and when we say these words, in addition to the fact that it's amusing to God that we're davening, but after all, we're still little, little peep squeaks. We're still little peep. And who's an infinite God to get excited by, these, by us little, tiny little nobodies? We're, we're nothing. Imagine if an ant would do something. Not, you know, there's two types of ants. There are the big ants and the small ones. Imagine if the small ant, not the big, the big one, you know. But the small ant, you know, does a funny trick. And it's climbing right over here and it's doing like a little cool little dance. How amused and how much will I turn to this ant. The difference between me and the ant is nothing in compared to the difference between me and God. So I watch just because we're doing something cute and we're loving him, should he be impressed by that? So he's going to add now something very special. When we pray the Shekhinah prays, and her prayers are heard, because we are plugged into the Shekhinah. Shekhinah is the level of God that is in, invested within the creation. So she prays all the time. But what, what stokes her fire to pray? Our prayer. So when we pray, the Shekhinah prays. He's going to explain first that as a result of our prayer, the Shekhinah prays. Then he's going to take it even to the next level that not only does the Shekhinah pray, but even the level HaKadosh Baruch Hu also prays. HaKadosh Baruch Hu 
is the levels way above the Shekhinah, the six emotions of God called the Kaddish Baruch Hu, that too prays. So the prayer below is basically just switching a button for, for great cosmic prayer to happen on much higher levels. And it's those prayers that really evoke and bring the blessings down. But it's dependent on our prayer. So till now we learned that there is something amusing about our prayer itself that captures God's heart. The, in, the infinite. Now it's, we can say oid more. The innate, yes. Yeah, but, 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 but what he's saying, the, what, what he's and saying, and the, and the, and the, and he says that, 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 that's impressing him because that's unexpected. That's all. And unexpected means, it's interesting, that's amusement. It's like, wow, it captures your attention because it's like, yeah, what's wrong with amusing? Amusing is, it's exciting to watch something that's different. It's unusual. It shouldn't be, and it is. That's it. It says in the Mimer Hisal Lubashem In Davening we say, so that Kavod will sing to you. It's in right before Baruch Shamar, Mizmar Shir Chanukas Abayas Ladavid, the last puzzle. Beautiful words. That Kavod will sing to you, the low Yidom, and she will never be silent. So the Zohar says on this Pasuk, Kavod is referring to the Shekhinah. Kavod Malchuscha Yemeiru. Shekhinah, because Shekhinah is God's glory in the world. Shekhinah, she's the glory. So Kavod. So the Zohar says like this, the lower fire is con- continuously singing to the higher fire. Meaning the Shekhinah is all the time yearning to the Ein Sof. So she's singing to him. And the Zohar says that's called the lower fire, Ka'are Tadir, is continuously crying to the higher fire. And that's the meaning, Laman Yezamer Chachavod, the Chavod is singing. Okay? the lower fire, Ka'are Tadir is always calling out, Ka'ari is calling out Tadir all the time, to the higher fire. The Loi Shachich, and she's never silent. As the Zohar says. But then, that's the meaning of the Mayans Amerchachavit. But what's the, what's the, what does the Pasuk continue? Velo Yidom, she won't be silent. Hashem Elokai, Li Olam Hashem, my God, I will praise you. So, what does our praising have to do with the Shekhinah singing? So, he's going to bring two Purushim. Ve'yesh Pezeb, for them, there's two Purushim. Echod, one of them. Al Yedesha Adam Mahalalo Meshabeach Loboro. Through this, that a person praises. And, uh, and, and, and praises Hashem, His Creator. Shazel Mashakasov, this is what we continue. Hashem Elokai Olam Odeka. God, I will always praise you. Mo'oyrer al Yedeizeh, so the person evokes through this. Liyos Yezamer Chachavai, that the Shechina should sing. V'lo Yidaim, and the Shechina should never be silent. Shazel Nohoyrer Tatal, this is what we mean, the lower fire. Ka'ari Tadir is always calling out. V'lo Yishachich, and it's not being silent. Why? Like it says, Elokim al damilach, Elokim, which is the Shechina, al damilach, don't be silent. Val techrash, don't be quiet. Val tishkot, and don't, don't uh, calm down. Fire up a storm. Val base, that's the first pirish. 
that through our singing, you follow that? It's a new pirish in Davini. How do we have to jump through the roof? A new pirish, such a gavaldiga pirish. Hashem alakali oilamaydeka, through this that I am singing to you all the time, I'm causing the shechina to sing. Or, Babay is the second pirish. The opposite. Through this that the shechina is singing, that's what evokes you to want a davin. What do you get in a s'oyerus to davin? Because the source of your neshama, the shechina, is now davening and singing. And that's what's he pulling your nefesh, because you're a part of the shechina, to davin. The question is, who's the cause and who's the effect? And the first pirish is, we're the cause. When we get excited to daven, it causes the shechina to daven. The other pirish is, when the shechina is davening, it causes us to daven. By the way, I want to tell you something. This is a very powerful idea. Because a lot of times a person feels, I try, I try to daven a little. What? It can be both. She starts, and then you start it, and the shechina davens, and that increases your daven. Or it could be the opposite. The shechina started, it's starting, but when you get into it, you cause even intensified above. Yeah, both can be in it. And probably the, but the interesting thing is that a lot of times a person feels, okay, chopshen gedavent. So I had a little kavana, I had a little inspiration, I had a little moment in davening that I went a little deeper into my soul and I felt some kind of a spiritual awakening and some kind of a yearning. Is Masha, what's going to be already? Like what kind of big cosmic change? I'm going to stay the same behemoth I was yesterday. You know, nothing is majorly dramatic. I'm not like this person, Kuntres Avreda, who's changing my whole life over here in Avreda Satvila. I just gave myself a little kitzel in davening. The answer is, it's not a little thing. To realize that you could have caused a tremendous is above in the Shekhinah to daven and call forth because you were ma'ayrid a little juice in the Shekhinah's heart more is come the person it's great Vabez and the other one so the Shekhinah is davening all the time this causes that the person should also be evoked that the person should say shirim v'tishbachis hinei now, but he's going back, he's going back to the first Pirish. According to the first Pirish. Through our Ris of the person. you evoke and arousal from above. So that the lower fire should call out all the time to the higher fire. The Loishach cannot be quiet. This is the meaning of I am prayer. You're causing the Shekhinah to daven. Hold on one second. Ani hu b'chinas malchas. Malchas is ani, Shekhinah. Hu b'chinas tefillah. She's always in a time of prayer. L'nohoire Allah to the higher nohoire. And who caused it? The person. V'ayadei zeh. And that's the reason why the Ebeshter answers the prayer. The Orient, it's not because you daven. When you daven, the Shekhinah daven. And when the Shekhinah daven, that's a davening already. V'ayadei zeh nimshach liyas yehi ratzayin a new will. Why? Because Malchus is related to Keser. Why? Because we know that who wears, who wears a crown? A king wears a crown. So Malchus, even though Malchus is the lowest sphere, she, she is rooted in the highest. So this is the idea. When we daven, Malchus davens, the Shechina is Malchus. And when she davens, she climbs up to the crown, she evokes new will and new, new ruts. What was your question? Every person that's an neshama reaches this level. For sure, because every time, of course, because you're you're a nitzutz of the shechina. So every every year there's a nitzutz of the shechina. So when a year davens, it's more the shechina to daven. Vahagam, obviously, 
Obviously, the fizakus on the shamas, there's differences in it. But the chlolis, it's everybody. The ayadez and imshachli liyosi hi ratzain. Why? Ki keser elyon di iu keser malchus. Because keser of malchus, that's the keser. Elchein ayadez tfilas pchinas ha malchus. So when malchus is davening, mam sheches me pchinas keser elyon, she draws down from the supernal crown, she yum shachlias ratzin chadash, there should be a new will. Hagam, even though shall be a chachma, based on chachma, nigzar gzardin, there was already decreed a gzardin, a decree that chas v'shalom, there should be some kind of a whatever lack of blessing in this world. Makomakom, the prayer effect is hapach latov; it should turn over to good. Ayde pchinas harachmim pshutim de keser. Once you evoke keser over there, there's no calculations. Over there, there's just pure infinite mercy. And from that place you're evoking. But not directly. You to Malchus, to the Shechina, to Keser. The Shoirish Inyan Vanit And what is the root of the idea of Vanit Even deeper. Shepchenes Anit You see, Tfila comes from the word attachment. Vanit means I, the Shechina says, Ani, I, I Malchus. I'm attached to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What does this mean? We say, In Baruch Sha'amar we say, Yochid chai ho'elamim melech. Yochid, so what does that mean? Pirish yochid upchines atzmi yis orin seif Baruch Hu. Yochid is the essence of the orin seif. Yochid, you were singular, you were one. Shalomayilam upchines olamos, God as he is above all worlds. But when you say Yachid, Melech is God being the king over the world. So you got Yachid. Yachid is what we, similar to what we said before. Keter, crown, Atik Yomen. Hashem completely removed from everything. That's Yachid. He's alone, nothing else can even exist. Melech is the total opposite. What's Melech? Ain Melech Beloyam. There's no king without a people. Melech is God's complete imminence within creation, his presence within the Abish the to completely contracted to the to the creations. Now, how do these two attach? In between, in between Yachid and Melech, what's in the middle? Yachid Chayolomim. Okay, the Chayolomim is is Meschabrim Pchinas Yachid Pchinas. Who's Chayolomim? Chayolomim is the Zeiran Pin Beikor Yisod. Yisod is related to 18. Yesod is the power to be mashpia. Right? Yesod is bonding. And we know that the Yesod flows at the bottom of the spine. Now the spine has 18 vertebrae. That's what's high. So we know 18 vertebrae, and then there is Yesod. Sha'ayadei p'chinas meyer melech. Because the Chayo Elamim, the element of Yisoid, attaches from Keser all the way down to Malchus. V'zau v'ani tefila, sh'al yedei sh'ani, through I, hu p'chinas tefila, through I, Malchus, being in a state of tefila, v'zchabrus l'mayla, and I'm attaching myself, al yedei zet, oh, because here's the idea. Here's the idea. That Yisoid and Malchus is like, is, bond, is the bonding of Mashpia and Makabal. That's what Yisoid is. Yisoid is Indian is to be to flow into Malchus. 
Now we know when there is mashpia makamal, when the student, for instance, is yearning to receive hashpah from his teacher. When a teacher comes into class, and they fi- and he finds ten pairs of eyes looking desperately, can't wait for the teacher to open up the safer and start teaching. It creates a fountain in the teacher. It opens up a flow from the subconscious even. Deeper ideas, Gavaldi. Come into a classroom and everybody's on their phone and everybody's ahead and this. You lose all the cheshek to teach. Your neshama plotzes. I'm not talking over here Thursday night because over here you're sitting every hours. I'm talking about coming in to teach smicha over there, you're there, and everybody's out for lunch. Everybody's out for lunch and the teacher doesn't have any energy even to open the, his mouth to start teaching the shach and the taz. Because <laughs> no one is there. There's no connection. There's no yesai. There's no iskashas. So we know, however, when the makabal wants to receive, that brings the mashpia. So what's ma'orer the chaya lamim? Yesai to be mashpia. It's throughout, through vanit fila. I am longing. I'm attaching myself. Chaya lamim. And the chaya lamim is being mamshech from the ain't sof. And that's how the attachment happens. Um, through this it shines. The yachid, the through the chayalamim is shining into the level of malchus. because behold, ani who The word ani is the same letters as ayin. Upidish ayin. What is ayin? Ayin is the essence of the ainsof because. Why do we refer to the Ein Sof as Ayin? Yesh me Ayin. Why Ayin? Chachma me Ayin. Because since the Ein Sof can't be defined by any definitions, we call it Ayin. It's nothingness. Meaning, be higher than any definitions. Upidish Ayin upchenas atzmiyas er Ein Sof, baruchu shalamaylam upchenas olamos. That's higher. Worlds are already called Yesh, something. Vani upchenas melech olam. Ani is already God as he is very much Yesh. Ani is the opposite of ayin. Ani, I am. Ayin is nothing. Uh, through the idea of ani ani. Into the ani of God shines the ayin, and that gives infinite light and infinite potential into the godly power within creation. This yichud is called the yichud of vav and the hey, because hey is malchus. Vav is the chayo elamim. Why is the why is the vav chay alamim? Because chay yesod is eighteen. Eighteen is three vavs. Three times six is eighteen. Why, where do you get three vavs? How do you have three? You have one vav, and the answer is pidush ki kolam shachan emshechas melmaila nikra b'shem vav. Every hamshacha coming down is called vav, because a vav is a hamshacha, a line going down. Since I think he's going to say. Since there are three kavim, on the right side, on the left side, and in the middle, there's three vavim. Three vavim is three times six is eighteen. So that's the chaya elamim, the, the life force of all the spheres as they're all coming down, attached in malchus. But what does that require? It requires a bonding. You see, basically all that he said right now to put into practical, practical words. If you wake up in the morning with a thirst for the divine. If you're longing, if you're in a state of prayer, I need to feel a state of attachment, guess what? You're pulling the entire cosmic forces right down into your soul.
Just that yearning. Why? Because vanit tefillah. You want what's going on. And not only that, through these three vavim, what are you capturing? You're capturing the yachid, the insof himself, atik yom and the insof. If you wake up and you pop, you come, come, come rolling into shul and dropping your towel, your tefillin on the table like Isaiah, and come taking it out, and uh, that's good. That has a mile. There's another, there's another mimer that explains the mile of that. In this mimer right now, he's talking about the Indian of Anit Fila. There's the Ishabras, there's the attachment, there's the claw. There is the, it's the wanting the attachment. It's the wanting of the relationship. If a, if a, what? All right, oh, that's an avoider. Nothing, nothing happens. No one wakes, uh, no one wakes up automatic like this. That's why we learn Chasidus. We should know this Indian. And we should understand. So tomorrow morning, you Activate the Indian. Fine. Before Ratzilus, it's one Vav. It's one Vav. Once it goes into the world of Atzilus, it says, Zahashem, this is God, Kivinu Loi. Simply it means we hoped for him. The deeper meaning, this is God, Kivinu Loi, we made him into Kavim. We channeled him into three Kavs. We lined him. We lined him into lines. We channeled him into channels. Sheyesh Gimel Kavim, Chagas, Chesed Gevurit Teferis. That's why it's 18. Kigimel vavim. The three vavs, oila misprachai, come up to be 18. Okay, fine. Gewaldi. I don't want, you know, I don't want you to lose the forest because we're getting caught up in looking at a particular tree. What we just explained now, just to summarize very, very, without getting into the most of this detail that is very enriching, but not essential to the core understanding of the mimer. The mimer is trying to show you what your power of prayer is. And he's really going to take it soon that the real chiddush of prayer is through your oisiyos of dibur, because dibur really comes from keser, and that's why it goes all the way up to the keser, yihiratzim. But he says, the first in prayer, there's two in yana. There's the neshama of prayer, and there's the guf of prayer. The neshama of prayer is the fact that you're doing halo asman. You are taking yourself away from your material, physical life, and you're lifting yourself up to God. That is exciting by Hashem. It's like the parrot who talks. You're getting the to excited. Now he added to that, to add to that, why does that create uh, um, um, shockwaves by the to? Why does that wake God up? Because not only are you davening, because when you daven, the shechina also davens. And when the shechina davens, for sure she's causing a storm above because the Shekhinah is rooted in the mouth. And then he started explaining how when the Shekhinah is connected, whatever, how it technically works. Not going to get to that. And soon he's going to lead all into this. That's all the neshama of prayer. What's the body of prayer? It's not a, you can have all this aspiration, longing, <clears throat> and desire, <coughs> but you still need one more thing. You need to actually say the words. Because another component of prayer that's very important is that you should say letters. And if you're just thinking all these feelings and all these emotions and all this aspiration, it's not going to have the effect. You have to say the words with your mouth. Why? Because the body of prayer, in a certain degree, is even more potent than the soul of prayer. Because the body are letters. And letters are rooted 
in the essence of your soul. And as your letters are rooted in your essence, these letters really are derived. Who originated letters, these 22 letters? Where do they really, really, really originate? In, a, in the Abishter's essence. That in the Orient Sof Shalifneat Simpson, there's already the 22 letters. And when you're stoked, and when you're speaking these letters towards Hashem, he's going to explain too, there's a whole series of malachim that have to purify these letters to take them out of their physical and restore these letters higher and higher and higher and higher. Your Aleph phase that you say in prayer gets processed by a gazillion malachim. Each one of them, they kiss the prayer. What they're really doing is they're taking out the physical parts of it and they're allowing the letter to be that very letter that you said to turn to a more essential level as a spiritual idea that you, you just said a dalit and a gimel, but now it's not a physical dalit and a gimel. It's dalit and gimel as it means to an angel. And these angels pass it up to our higher angel and they'll kiss it and it'll go higher and higher. Ultimately, these letters will go back to the essential 22 letters as they are in the Orient Sof himself, which is from there all bracha comes down into the world. And, over the, and that, but the tafka through speech, because only speech reaches in. The power of intellect and the power of emotion doesn't have that power. Because intellect and emotion are all in Yanim that are part of Seder Hishtalshalus. You have to get to the pre Hishtalshalus, pre projected order. And that is the Ein Sof, and only the letters, the Medaber, the power of a human being being a Medaber, as he spoke earlier, that letters are rooted in the pre intellect. That's where the Mimer is going. However, he's still going to explain one more Indian before he gets to that. And that is, we said, because he's still addressing the soul of prayer. The Sunni's going to talk about the body of prayer. In the soul of prayer, we said three things. Number one, the fact that you as a human being are doing something unusual and reaching for God that's exciting by Hashem and, and stimulates, catches the Abishter's attention. Number two, when you are praying, what are you doing? You're causing the Shekhinah to pray. And number three, he's going to take it even higher. Even higher than the Shekhinah is praying. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is also praying. What's HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the Ze'er Anpin. Not only is Malchus praying, the Ze'er Anpin. Why is the Ze'er Anpin praying? What kind of prayer does the Ze'er? Shekhinah we know is vulnerable. Shekhinah we know is lacking. Shekhinah is stuck in the creation. Shekhinah feels claustrophobic. Shekhinah feels choked. Shekhinah is part of the limitation of the world. She needs the Ur Ein Sof. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite. Ein Sof. It's the Midas of Atzilus that are miyuched, they're unified with the Ein Sof. So why does Atzilus have to daven? Why does the Zeher Anpan have to daven? The answer is, their prayer has a different kamana. The, the prayer that God davens is that my kindness should overcome my, 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 my severity. Every day God experiences, so to speak, whatever that means, every day. They're constantly in evoking of the left side of God to want to punish, to want to, to, be, to, want to be, not to say punish, but to want to be strict. The world needs repair. It needs fixing. And God prays that His compassion and His kindness should subdue this left side that comes in. So the other prayer is something else. It's not a prayer kind of to receive something. It's a prayer to be more in control which is astounding. And that's another level of prayer that we accomplish when we pray. And when the, when the gavura of God is subdued by God's kindness, then there's a lot of blessing in the world. So let's read inside. We can also add, yes, because he, he no, he, he makes himself vulnerable to us. Let's, because when the light of keser shines in the midos, then the chesed overpowers the gavura. 
when the light of Kesar is not shining and it's just the Midos themselves, Gevura can, be, can sometimes become. And that means that the Gevura has got stoked for whatever reason. Yeah, for sure. We can say. He wants us to be engaged. That's right. We can say even more. Just like when a person davens. I will praise you. This causes li is that covered is davening. The lower fire is calling out. Cain so to all yaday tefila sa adam through the prayer of man. He causes God to want it to daven. Like Chazal say this. My matzli. What is Hashem davening? Let it be the will. My compassion should overpower my anger. So what does that mean? When we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it always refers to what? There's an Eir Anpin. There's an Eir Anpin Shanikra. What is the Eir Anpin called? Why is it called Kadosh Baruch? Because there's an Eir Anpin Shanikra Kadosh Bivav. It's called Kadosh, not Kodesh. Kodesh is without a vav. Because Kodesh is Chachma. Chachma is completely removed. Kadosh means it's holy, it's removed, but also relates. Vagam Baruch, it's also Baruch. Meloshem Vamelech Shloim Baruch, Pidishem Kabbalah When it says the King Shlomo is. He's explaining how, I mean, I'm going to get into this right now, that um, when we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so Baruch over here means, Baruch means someone who receives the blessing. Like he says, this person is blessed. So it's referring to the element of Yesod. Because Yesod is filled with blessing from Chachma, which is also called Baruch. But Chachma is called Baruch because it's Roish Umakar. The, the word Baruch stands for an acronym. Roish Umakar Kol Brachis. The source of all blessing. It's the power from where blessings come from. Yesod is the collector where all the blessings flow into. And from Yisrael, it goes into Malchus. So, Vainu Kishloima, the word Shlomo, called Dechar Venikva. Shlomo includes, it's the word Shalem. Shalem is male and female. Because it's Shalem with a hey. Hey always makes something female. So, Shalem means complete. Shlomo is complete female. So, it's male and female. Shlomo Behei Ubchenas Malchus. Ubchenas Mekabel. Shloima b'choylem, that's Shlomo. Shloima with a with a with a with a cholem on the top, who ashpaz deeper as the charm, ash makabel, he said, Abba, go there, there, there. Zah mel shalom shaloshka, you said, Zah, shamakabel abracham, you said, Abba, and we go to the Kia, we call it Revolim, Chinis Teferes, the Zah Shema Kodesh Baruchu Bechlal. Okay, I'm not going to get into this right now because too much Kabbalah over here, especially for this time tonight. But the idea over here is that a Kodesh Baruchu refers to the configuration of Yesod. And Teferis, and which really concludes all the six spheros. They're called Akadish Baruch. What does it mean the Abishter Davids? What does it mean Akadish Baruch Matli? Pirish Lafisha Bizar Yash Chesed Gvura. 
Since the Zayi Rampin is compar- com- com- composed of the six emotions, which include kindness and severity, Shalachain Matzli, that's where Hashem Davins, Shayich Rachmi Eskasi, that my compassion should override over my anger. Hainu Shayum Tekub Chenes Hagvuras, that the Gavura should be sweetened. Al Yedei Chenes Arachmim de Teferes, the compassion of Teferes. See, chesed and gevura clash. So the gevura is not impacted by chesed. Because when chesed voices its opinion, gevura fights back. But compassion is able to like, is able to like uh, negotiate with gevura and to silence the feelings of gevura. Compassion. It's like, for example, you get very angry at someone and they feel that based on all, kindness says, nah, they never, they, kindness doesn't see bad on anybody. Kindness says, eh, they're criminal, nah, it's not true, this, that, they're innocent, they didn't mean it, whatever. Um, Gavura says, what do you mean? There's blood all over, what do you mean? The person is a criminal, they're a murderer, they have to be punished. So kindness and compassion don't look eye, kindness and uh, Gavura don't look eye to eye. Comes compassion. Compassion says, you're right, 100% deserving punishment. But he's a father of 15 children, they need him. I'm going to put him and lock him up in jail 20 years. How can you do that to the children, to the family? I can do There's reasons. Let's have it's the first time offender, whatever. We have to have compassion. Ah, that Gevura can negotiate with. So Gevura can be sweetened by compassion, not by. And the real power that Teferis has is that it goes up to Keser. Over there, it's just, over there, God only has a will to give and to, and to only do kindness. And as over Rachman, the father of compassion, orange solve the infinite light, the love mekol inun midos iuklal, who doesn't have any of these midot, he doesn't have any of these measurements. Umisham nimshacham, from there it is drawn sheyich peshu rachmi, that his compassion should overpower shebeseder istalshlus, that is in the order of 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 evolvement. And as over Rachman, as kasi my, because there's two levels. There's in Kabbalah and Chassidus, it describes that there's a level called Av HaRachamim, the father of compassion, and Av HaRachmon, the compassionate father. One is with a Nun, and one, one is with a Mem. What's the difference between them? Compassionate father is much lower than the father of compassion. The compassionate father is the, is the compassion of, of Atzilus. Chesed, Gevura, Rachmim, Teferis. That's compassionate father. Father of compassion means he's way above any definition. Can't even see when you say compassionate father, there's some kind of a definition. A father has father of compassion means it's the source from where all compassion comes from. Ain't so if you're not defining anything, just know it comes. He's above it all. That's the so of a Rachmim. That's why you'll see that in, in Rosh Hashanah davening. On regular times, we say Micha Moicha of Harachamon. Only when you come to Musaf Rosh Hashanah or Neilah or Shabbos by Mincha, you say Micha Moicha of Harachamim. Because it's a time when we're reaching much higher, we're reaching into Keser, we're reaching to much higher levels of compassion. So what he's saying is since Teferis rises all the way up into Av Harachamim, the Av Harachamim empowers the of harachamon to, to, to um, 
restrain the gevura that the gevura should not get out of hand. That means when there are when there has v'shalom could be, God forbid, moments when God wants to get upset at the world and be harsh, deal harshly with the world. So the compassion, which is rooted in the Ein Sov, over and that's the prayer that God is davening. He's kind of saying. Um, that the person is included from the higher worlds and the lower worlds. Even though the Medrash seems to imply that when it says from the upper worlds, it means only angels. It means they're also creations. Why? Because they were either created on Monday. Angels were either created on Thursday. So they're creations. The human being really includes all the levels. Everything. Even the divine levels. As understood from From many places where you see that the human being includes not just... The, the angelic world, but the realms of the divine and all the levels. The Yeshba Adam Gimel Sichliyim. Now a person has, because up there there's a structure of ten sephiros, so a person too has three intellectual spheroids, Zayin Midos, seven emotions. Shehem Keneged Esos They correspond to the ten spheroids. But then a person also has five levels, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, which correspond to the five worlds. Five worlds. Nefesh is Asiya, Ruach is Yetzirah, I'm sorry, um, um, Neshama is Bria, Chaya is Atzilus, Yechida is the Ein Sof, that's higher. Sheba Adam Zaneged Hei Partsufim Datzilus. Shem Partsuf HaKeser, the parts of Keser, parts of Abba, Chachma, parts of Eima, the parts of Bina, Parts of Zah, the parts of Zah, or parts of Malchus and Malchus. Basically, all parts of it. And even a person who only has the soul of Asiya, the lowest soul, which comes only from the lowest level of Asiya, he says, even he includes within him the higher levels as well. It's only that, this, that this, these levels are hidden, they're not so pronounced in him. In Malchus of Asiya is enclosed the Chachma of Asiya. Shaba Chachma the Yetzirah, which in this embedded in Chachma of Asiya is Chachma of Yetzirah. The Chachma de Bria and inside is Chachma of Bria. The Chachma de Atzilus, as he explains in Tanya chapter 18. He's just showing how a human being includes everything. You also have the Yudke Vavke in a person. God's name. He, and he explains in Tanya how the Chachma is the Yud, the Bina is the Hei. And what's Kutzeh Shal Yud? Even on top of the Yud, there is a little thing which is even higher than Chachma. Who Bittel is the, is the person's ability to have total Bittel. Shalomaylam and Atam Bedas, Pchenes Reusa Deliba, is when a person has a nullification to God that transcends reason. Hey, what's the Hei? Pchenes Asagavavana, understanding. What's the Vav? Pchenes Midos, emotions. Hey, Achrona, what's the latter? Hey, Pchenas Hadibur is our power to speech. Not only do our, does our soul possess the Yudke Vavke, even our body has the Yudke Vavke. Hear this? Even the human body. 
שהוא הציר שבגוף האדם, even the physical body, הנה גם ציר החוימה שלו, even the image of his physical body, הוא ציר מוכן לקבל תורס הנפש, is facilitates the soul, ולכן גם בתמונת גופוי, that's why also in his body יש גם כן ציר שם הוויה. There's also a yud kevavka in the person's body. Sharoisha adam ukein yud. When you look at a human body, the head is the yud. Heyats boys, the five fingers is the hay from your feet, from your hand. The five toes on your legs is the lower hay, and the rest of the body is the vav. And beza heyin vagufa adam ukein vav is like a vav. You got yud, hay. And then, the, and, then, and then the feet, the toes, another hay, and then the, and then the body is the vav. So the physical body of a person is yudke vavke. And therefore, al yedet that's why through man's prayer, shanase betzele medumus kol esas a person is made in the image of all the ten spheres and all the worlds and everything, v'chol ha'chamisha partzufim, he causes above that Leois Nimshach Shinoi So again, he explained why man has power in his prayer. Number one, it's a chidush, it's a novelty. Number two, when we daven, the Shechina davens. Number three, even higher than that, Akadish Baruch Hu is davening. And that's causing the, the Gevuris to be subsided and therefore only kindness to come into the world. Number five is when a person is so God is a miniature, you're literally a miniature of the entire Seder Rishdashalis. So therefore your davening is very powerful. But now is where the main part of the Maimah comes back to, but it all is dependent in having to daven speech. And that's where I was wanting to get to. Even though there has been a Gzar Din already, there should come a new will to heal the sick and so now he's going to explain we need to understand the speech of a person is physical how is it from physical speech of the Adam of a person how will the physical speech of a person become crowns how does it reach and what's the connection that your speech becomes a crown Indian who the idea is, and this is what I mentioned earlier. But you find something else. What's a crown? Physical crown. Gold. What does it have inside of it? What makes the crown special? How does a crown look beautiful? It has precious jewels and gems and diamonds. Words, letters are considered in Sefer Yetzirah, they're called stones. They're called avanim. Because just like you take, what are words? Words, what do you do with stones? You take a few stones together and you create a wall. More stones, you create another wall. Then you create a room. Then you create a house. And then a few homes next to each other, all made up of these stones piled together. You have a little, you have a street. And from the street, you have a little neighborhood. From a neighborhood, after a few neighborhoods, you have a village. From a few villages, you have a city. So that same is also with speech. You take a few letters together, you have a word. More letters together, you have a sentence. You have sentences together, you have a paragraph. Paragraph together, you have a chapter. You have a few chapters together, you have a book. You have a few books together, you have a whole set, a whole series, a whole encyclopedia. So it's all like building blocks. That's words. So that's, what, that's the comparison. Now, what do you do with stones? Not, not every stone. 
but unique stones, you put them in the ground. So if letters are words, we can understand the connection to them to the crown. The only thing is they have to be polished and they have to be the right, the right letters. So how do you have the right letters? You can speak all kinds of junk. Ah, you open a sitter, it gives you the right letters to speak. The fact that you're a Jew and you're opening your, and you're saying these words, they're going up into the crown. But they have to be polished. And that's what the angels do. They're the polishers. They polish and polish it. Um, and the idea is like this. The, the, the words become the precious stones that go up in Hashem's crown. The Hebrew words of davening. The, 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 the kasser is made from precious jewels. The noy that is known for precious stones. It says in Two stones make two homes. When a person davens with love and fear, the stones are good stones that illuminate. They are fitting that you should make from them a crown. That's when you're davening with love and fear. After all, the person's words are physical. This is what the angels have to do. There are many angels. In every chamber, they're in charge. is to receive the prayers. And to bring them up. That's their job. So the Malach calls out and he says, Freddy, I got him. I got these shuls over here. You go get another, you got them covered. I don't know why I want to call the Malachim Freddy. He calls out and he says, you know, I got them covered. You go there, you can take that shul, that shul, and that shul. I'm trying to figure out how they figure this out. Who's going to that shtibul? Oh, my, Shlaim is made. They, they, they say Shlaimi is making another minion. You got to have another Malach. Wait till Shlaimi. You know Shlaimi? He's always making the last minion. The malachim want to go for lunch break, but they can't go because they have Shlemi's minion. In any case, who and what's their elevation? See, malachim also speak. Like it says, they call out to each other. So they do speak. But their speech, we can't hear them. Why? Because they're so subtle, their speech. Their speech is like our thought. Yeah, their speech is like our thoughts. When I'm thinking, you can't hear it. Even though you know I'm thinking, but you can't hear it. And even though they're not a physical body. So how can you say they speak? They have speech. It's not like man's speech. Our speech goes out to the five utterances of speech. Their speech is spiritual. It's similar to our thought. And we see, there's letters of thought. Through that we understand an idea. Now even though, and you see, oh, he's just proving that you can have letters that don't come out of the mouth. Because letters of thought are not going through the mouth. They're just in the brain. Yet they're letters. You sense them in your intellect, in your mind, in machshav, in your thought. That's like the, the way angels speak. It's like thoughts. But by us, when I'm thinking, you can't sense it. 
But by Malachim, they're able to communicate by them. Our thought is like their speech. Their thought is even higher than their speech. You realize in letters, they're subtler. and Just like we understand the difference between our letters of speech and our letters of thought. Our letters of thought are more refined, that therefore they're not physical. So to the Malachim, their speech is equivalent to our thoughts. Their thoughts is even higher. And that's malachim on one level, but then there's malachim higher and higher and higher. Each one of them, their level of thought is far more refined than the, than the other angels. So what they're really doing to your prayers is, when you say them, they're thinking it into their thoughts, they're translating it into their level of speech, which the next group of angels is translating it into the next level of speech. Those are the very same words, but they become now completely spiritual powers as they go higher and higher and higher and higher. Until they reach the crown, which are the stones, and they go in and they're brilliant. If you're not davening, that's not happening. Like what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we should use our mouth. That's why the power of speech is so powerful. That's right. Just like we can sense our thoughts. Through thought, it is revealed to us our own concealed selves. To ourselves came the Malachim. So by my angels, because the refinement of our letters of thought, that's considered their speech. The other angel, can sense, just like, you know, we know Tzadikim, just give an example. When you're thinking, a tzaddik can know your thoughts, a real tzaddik. Because he's so refined, he's so able, that he can actually hear you talking, hear you thinking. You can only hear another person's thing, because the more coarser a person is, we're living in a coarse realm. But tzaddik is living in a very refined, he's used to subtleties. So he can hear the person talking, thinking, and react to that. So malachim are that way, so they can... So they can, when they're calling out to each other, they're actually communicating with their words, which are more refined. They can hear it. We have another thing you asked me about shadim. Okay, so it's similar to that. It says the two spirits who are. The, the Gemara talks about people who went to sleep in the cemetery and they heard. They heard spirits talking to each other. Yeah, that's neshamas. Souls that are without bodies. Guess what? Their speech is even more spiritual than the angels. Because neshamas are higher than malachim. Their speech is even more refined than that of the angels. So now the malachim, when they receive the prayers, they remove the physical part of the speech. They kiss the words, which means they process it. Till they return it into their level of speech. Like the speech of angels. And they pass it on to higher, higher filters and higher filters. And in each one is taking out more of the physical and making it more refined. There's angels in every heichal. Told the Malach Metatroin, Saroy Shell, Saroy Shell Oilam, who's the king of the world, he's at the very, very tippy top. 
lifts the letters up to its source. There's a story which I don't remember all the details, but there was someone they called him Yankel de Grine. Why was he called Yankel de Grine? Interesting story. Basically, the story was like this: the Balshemtiv asked one of his students, the famous Rav Michal of Zlachiv, to go to a certain town, to go to the city of Brod for Shav. He didn't know why. Basically, the reason why he sent them over there because he sent them to Brod because the, the people in Brod, which were great rabbis, decided they want to put their Balshemtiv into Cherem. They want to excommunicate the Balshemtiv, and the Balshemtiv wanted to stop it. So he sent the student Rav Michal of Zlachiv to go stop it. When he came there. I don't know if he knew, I don't even remember if he knew that that was the reason, but he sent them on the mission. When he came there for Shabbos, he heard this was like the biggest rabbis, and he was there in the shul, and he spent Shabbos with them. They weren't paying attention really to him. Uh, but then when, but then at Shalashudis or something, they were sitting together, and they were kind of, so he, he heard what was going on, so he told them something about, let's call the Grina Yankel de Greener, and let's ask him something. I don't remember exactly the story. They called this guy, and basically, why is he called Yankel de Greener? Is because he, what happened was the, the Malachamabas was sent down to, to pick up someone's neshama. By mistake, he had a mis, miscommunication and he got the wrong guy. He took the wrong guy. So when he came back with this Yankel's neshama and he died when he wasn't supposed to, they, they weren't ready for him up there because they weren't calling him. So they so they, they, they when they went to figure out what to do, they left his neshama hanging out. So he was wandering around. You know, he was sitting in the waiting room, so he decided to peek around a little bit of what's going on. So he started moving around the hallways and here and there, and he came to a staircase and where there were thousands of angels on the spiral stairs, launched each step higher and higher and higher. And he's watching this, and he's wondering, like, what's going on? And it basically, what this staircase was, was the, the, the prayer staircase. So when the angels receive the prayer, they're passing on one higher, 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 right? It's going up all the way, all the way, all the way up the prayers. As he's standing and watching, he suddenly sees a powerful fire come shooting forth, flames of fire, shooting through all the angels, and the angels get terrified, and it just shoots right up. And he got scared, he almost fainted. And he watched it happen once a few times. And the angels are like paled and scared. So he's like inquiring what's going on. And they told him that this is the, the Amen Yehishmei Rabbah from there's a fellow named Michal of Zlachev. When he says Amen Yehishmei Rabbah, it causes such a fire that goes up and shoots through all these stairs. So Michal of Zlachev called this guy to tell the story. He's called Yankel de Greener. And then they finally they picked him up and said, what are you doing over here? Okay, you got to go back down. They put him back in his body. The reason he was called Yankel de Greener is because he was green. Because it says when the Malach comes to take a person's life, he gives him a green drop of, of poison. This guy had already gotten the poison drop, but then he was sent back down. So he was called Yankel de Greener. So this Yankel de Greener told the story in front of the people of and so Michal of Zlachev said, and I am Michal of Zlachev. And you should know that I am the least of the Balshemtov students. So you shouldn't mess with my Rebbe. So when they heard that, they had witnessed him that Michal of Zlachev's Amen Yehishmei Rabbah shoots through all the Malachim and this and that. So they, 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 did, not, they did not make the Cherem. 
So when Michlos Lachif came back to the Balshemta, the Balshemta told him a big Yashikayach, and he told him, I owe you a lot for saving me. Balshemta really did not want this harem to happen against him. But this is a beautiful story. But this tells you the story about the Malachim kissing the prayers and taking it up. But Ramichalov's Lacha's prayer just, it would go up. His Amin Yehesh like a fire. Yeah. Melan Vinda Malachim over here. The Shikta Rek Phil, Zakta Miramais over here, Mata Achal Lettuce over here. Okay, we'll learn about that soon. The debates. That's where the oisius of speech. So he rises them up. We said earlier, shadibur that speech min midbar comes from midbar which is the crown. from the year and that mimer is where the Alter Rebbe explains this. Then he makes uh, crowns to his maker. Piddish, what does it mean he makes a crown? A crown it's not physical. It means that new will comes down. Keser is ratzon. Shayim shechratzon chadash, new will, mepchines ha-keser. Shahagam shalpiachachma, even though it's based on God's wisdom. In Yisurim below Yavah, there's no suffering without sin. For God to be forgiven. For overall Pesha, he should forget about the sin. He should go over the sin. Through this new channel that came through prayer, he rots in a new desire, a new will. I got hiccups now. Let's see if we'll be able to do the finish here. There's a question that is asked in Keser Shem Tov from the name of the Baal Shem Tov. Why do I need Malachim to raise the prayers? God's glory is everywhere. What do you need Malachim to raise the prayer? The Abishter is here in the place where you're at Davani. As above. Why do you need angels? That the prayer should go up. To add even more, Memasha Shloma, Shloma Melech asks God, that you should hear in heaven. What does Shloma Melech say? I'm building a base on If God is residing in the base of Migdash, why is God going to hear it in heaven? He's hearing it here. Especially in the base of Mishnah, that Hashem contracted his Shekhinah between the two poles of the Aaron. Why is he asking? You should hear in heaven. The idea is, this that prayer helps. Of course, the Abishta's glory is everywhere. But you want that it should reach. In God, it should reach the deeper, inner, innermost levels. The Abishter, as he's not contracted in earth. The Abishter is filling earth, but over here, the Abishter is running things in a certain fixed way. You want to catch Hashem's light as it is in Kesar, as it is in Sof. So that's what it means. You listen in heaven, listen in, the, in a higher transcendental place. So from there, there's no, there's no judgments. Over there, it can be answered. This is the angels. Makes these crowns. 
they first of all have to purify it. They should refine those letters. They should be able to be crowns to the and what's holding the Esh and the Mayim and Shemayim together? Teferes. Because or else the fire and the water of heaven should be in a fight with each other. It's the Ruach. The Zohar says there is a wind that holds them together because that's Teferes, which is wind. Because they didn't get firm the heavens before that, that wind. This is what brings a keser. Because you want to get to the teferis, which teferis is rooted in keser, and from there you want to draw down. Even though based on chachma, there's no suffering without sin. And new will should come from the crown. comes out. Even though God's glory fills the entire earth, meaning the idea of heaven. The main objective over here is we should get the keser. should be a new will. Okay, we're almost done. Even though the elevation of the prayers is through the angels, that's because they're spiritual. But we still find the quality of man. The malachim have a quality that they're more spiritual than us. That's the quality. So they're able to refine it. But we have a much greater quality than that, that we, have, we include everything. They're just individual creatures. Sharei, a malach can do two things. A person can do many things. Completely different. That's the quality of man over animals. Animals are one track minded. Because animals come from Allahim, and Allahim are one track minded. The face of the lion, the face of the ox, the face of the eagle. The person has included all the levels. By the way, we're not finishing this whole thing because I finished already the end last week. Um, I'm just going to... So it's not so much that you think it is. It's less because I, this is part two of a mimer that I taught last week. Yeah, you're wondering, last week? Last week was Wednesday night I gave the shir instead of two. Only the human was created from the upper and the lower. All creations are not this way. All creatures only have one midah. They don't have any combination. To its type. A winged bird, its particular type. I don't know what the chafmem right now is. In birds, the eagle is a compassionate being. But the the um, raven, achzari, is is a cruel albana on his children. The eagle can't be cruel. Of the of the raven, 
The, the, the raven doesn't have any capacity for compassion. Each one was created fixed. In one midah, that works only for them. Rambam writes that in his introduction. The Rambam says all animals have either one thing they do or two. Michal is the minister of water. We spoke earlier. He's the minister of fire. They can't do two shlichas. They're in a cookie cutter. They're cut out to work this way or that way. Even though we find that God does make peace, that's Hashem making peace and combining them. But they on their own don't have the ability. We spoke earlier. There's a revelation that comes from above them. They become nullified from their existence. In other words, the way they, they can do more than one thing and unify with the opposite is not by them being them, it's by, by them not being them. A higher light comes and cancels them and they're able to make peace. To become unified. But as they were created, each one is separated from the other. Therefore we find the three men that came to Avram. There were three angels. What happened? Each one was only able to do one thing. Each one went on one shlichus. One malach came to more than one. Rak Michal, only Michal. After he notified Sarah, Holach lahatzalas lot. Then Mefarshim explained how he was able to do these two things. Avala Adam, but the human being Yasem Maisim Rabbi Mishtanim Zemizeh. A human being might be physical, and in that sense we're very limited. But on the other hand, we can do in a whole entire scope. Today we can be kind, tomorrow we can be strict, today we can be happy, tomorrow we can be sad, and we can be this mood, this kind of old. A person is entire zoo. You've got the entire zoo inside the person. All the opposites. We see in a human being. And not only that, we see that in each thing that he does, he integrates the other. When a person is being mean, there's a little compassion inside that meanness. When the person is being compassionate, sometimes it can be a little... When a person is being cruel, for instance, inside there, there can be a little trace of compassion. For example, a father who's beating his child. And he adds him a car when he's beating him. He's, he's being cruel on him. But it's laden with love. Because if he holds back the whip, he hates his son. But if he loves him, he gives him, he gives him rebuke. This itself that he's rebuking him, inside of it is love. And the mercy that he has, mercy on his sons, not to allow him to do whatever his heart wants, that's why he's being tough with him. And the real reason is, why is the human different than all creatures? Than all creatures on the face of the earth, is because above, there's three levels. There is Nekuda, a point. Sphera means a, a, an entire sphera. And then this parts means an entire configuration. And he's going to explain what that means. Shenekudu b'chinas asiyah shebesvira. 
the actualization of every sphere is called an akuda. That is, if kindness, it's the doing of kindness. Executing kindness is called nekuda. A part of a, a sphere is that there's not just you're doing kindness, there is the emotions of the kindness, there is the intellect of the kindness, there is all an entire, there's chesed, shebe chesed, gevur shebe chesed, the malchus of the chesed, that's the action of it. The actual giving that's a duck. There's the feelings of it. There's the netzach shebe chesed. I, I, I have obstacles. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be victorious and make sure I'm going to do the chesed. Right? So it's the sphere in Ikra Kamosha, sphere shlema ma'abi yashiba. The sphere is when, when the sphere has not just asiya, but the sphere has also the yetzira element, the bria element, and the atzilus element of the sphere. Upartsuf, and what's a partsuf? Is when you have... All these ten spheres, I'm sorry, all these, each, each sphere which has all the, all the four worlds of it, all of them combined together, you get a whole part of. Hukeshe yud spheres, all the ten spheres, the whole sphere of Mehem, and each one of them, Shlema is complete, Ma'atzilus Bri, Yitzir and Asiya, The human being is created from an entire part of. The all parts of is a configuration of all the spherot unified together. The all other creatures and beings are created from the kudot, from certain points, this point or that point, not from the configured entire thing. So the person is the only one who's kolelas, he includes all embracing and all including of everything. Even Gaim also. No, it doesn't say that. Vihine never says that. I don't know where you took that. Vihine kol ab nivroim hem tzva shamayim. Now all creatures, which are the tzva shamayim, hena malachim, which are the malachim. The hen tzva aretz, whether the entities on earth, hainu b'chines datzach tov and tzmeyachai, kulam hem b'chines hatoyu. They all come from toyu. And in toyu there was only nekudot, points. Shehu b'chines nekudot slavad. L'chein kol ma shenesava malachim v'nevroim debiyah, they were all created. They don't have any combination one with the other. He's the person that's on the throne from the world of Tikkun. We said before, Ma. So that's the entire parts of. Sha'al of Nemar Nasa Adam Hashem said, Let us make a man. Like us, which means the entire configuration. That's the Chiddush of Tikkun. You have all the spheres integrated one with each other. Each sphere has in it all the Atzilus, Bri, Yatsir, and Asi of it. This is the perfection. That's why the person's nature is also integration. That he might do an act of cruelty, but inside of it, it's enclosed goodness and kindness. There is a blend. Because he has mercy on his son. Mercy on his children. And his great love to him. He's strict with him, but it's chesed. To beat his son, with a whip of, of rebuke, he should go in, good, in the good path and in the, the right path. If he holds back and he doesn't punish his son, he hates his son. He shows that he doesn't care about 
Just like we explained the difference between the Adam and other creatures, in an Adam himself, there's different type of people. There are people that are more extremists, and then there are people that are all-inclusive. And Adam, the name Adam, is referring to a person that is an all-inclusive being. Within people themselves, there is an Adam Sheba Adam. Not all people are exactly like this. If you're called Ish, then you're just Ish. Even though in general, the creation of man is from Tikkun, parts of which is a parts of that includes everything. There is differences. A person was called Ish. Because this person, the fire element is very strong in him. He's not so balanced. That he should have water and fire together. Like a person who's called Adam. Like the Medrash Rabbah says. We began with this Medrash. Um, a person is half water and half blood. When he merits, the water is not more than the blood. And not the blood is more than the water. They're well scaled. It's the element of Ruach that causes this balance. Everything to be integrated. And when it's well balanced, he's called Adam. It's called Ish because the fire element is very intense. That's why it's called Ish. So he's an extremist. You have to say that there are tzaddikim who are Adam. And I think the Alter Rebbe is that's because he was Adam. He's from the world of Tikkun. Everything is in him. All inclusive. Chabad demands this all inclusiveness. Miftsayim, Chasidis, this, that, everything. It, it, it's all inclusive. And you don't find that. You look in other Svarim, you see that they have they have one Akuda, that's their thing. And the Rebbe wanted everything. And Chabad wants everything. And then because it's it's from the world of Tikkun, which is the ultimate Indian of Iskalos of Adam. And this is the idea of a nega, is when this Adam gets an imbalance and the blood is more than the water. But it first has to be an Adam. If he's not an Adam to begin with, these things don't happen. Because the Nega is showing that you have an Adam who is a little off. Alright. This is the Nekudah, but this all explains to you the main power in the person is the power of speech. Because the power of speech is rooted in this Kesser element of the person. Which is the real power of the Adam that includes everything. And that power of speech is what distinguishes us from animals. And we should use that power of speech and shows us the potency of prayer of how strong our speech is evoke from this ratzon and to bring down new will to change everything negative and bring about great positive change in the world and in every aspect. Oy vey!